Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Kyle Beats Podcast. The holiday season is over. It is officially 2019. Let's get it. We're out here. I recorded two podcasts the past weekend, both of them with guests, new guests. It's lit. Um, podcast today, the longest podcast in the history of the Kyle Beats Podcast. This episode is two hours. It's, it's about two and a half hours long. It's with Curtis King. Curtis King Beats. A lot of you guys probably know him. He's big on YouTube. He's hundreds something thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, once was a rapper, now thriving as a producer slash YouTuber, whatever you want to call it, personal brand, as I like to call it. This is a great podcast. Um, Curtis is a little bit older than me. I'm 26. He's 34, and he has like a dope. We got into like his his past a little bit, his experiences. He's definitely learned a lot of things, both with like kind of the old way of doing things, in my opinion, like trying to work with people and come up on your scene or whatever, and then the new way of doing things, which is the internet. I mean, we talked about, I mean, this, this is two hours, two and a half hours. We talked about literally everything. Another phenomenal podcast, great information, inspirational, amazing. I listened to the whole thing. Uh, took me two, it took me a couple days to listen to this one, so you might want to set aside some time. Um, but yeah, and I already have another one recorded. I'm not sure if I want to wait till like next week to drop it or drop it early. Um, I want to drop it early and record another one this weekend. But anyways, let's get into it. Without further ado, use the code KB Podcast for kits and for beats. Uh, my website, KyleBeast.com. If you don't already, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Garvin Beats is what it is right now. YouTube, obviously, subscribe and hit the bell if you haven't yet. Also, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you're listening to this on. It is available on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud are the main things. And wherever else you listen to it, I use the thing that submits to everything. So, I don't know, maybe you're weird and listen to it somewhere crazy. Not on YouTube, just because I don't have a video version. And it seems like a waste of time to take hours to render videos with just audio. I don't know. I was thinking about it, but anyways, <laughs> let's get into the podcast. This episode is ridiculous. It's so long. It's an amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back. Kyle Beats Podcast. Let's get into it in three, two, one. Here we go we're back we are live not live we're recording <laughs> back to the <laughs> kyle beats podcast with another guest it's been a couple weeks since i had a guest because of the holidays but we're back with the one and only curtis king beats hey how you What's doing going on, man? man i cannot complain how, how you feeling i'm feeling good dude good good good, good holiday so, season yeah, man, it's just kind of working, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did a couple things did it that I usually don't do, take a couple breaks and do Christmas and New Year's, but yeah, pretty uh, laid back, just out oh, here yeah. making beats. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, before we get into it, you recently moved, right? Yeah, a big move for my family and I, uh, you know, I've been doing, a, I've been, it's crazy, like the last, I'd say 200, 300 videos have been shot in this 700 square foot apartment that um, I transitioned to after, um, you know, I went through a breakup and whatnot and uh, I kind of had to start from square one. My audience already knows about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I had a studio situation. I had my 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 setup, and then within a matter of <laughs> I'd say a, a a few days, it was uh, gone. So then for the next two years, I had to you know do my uh, build my content, build my brand, build my business up, and get it to a point where I could return back to you know return back better than ever. And here we are. I'm actually recording this right now from my, my home studio that, that I've just been daydreaming about and now here we are in here so uh that's about it though man that, that it was a major move moved out to San Diego it's a, a bit of a distance from where, where I was at don't really know yes. anybody out here where were you uh <laughs> where were you at originally uh Redlands California so it's it's about about an hour and 40 hour and 30 minutes okay. away uh and even Redlands itself like I I've lived in the Inland Empire which is you know, for those that don't know, they're on the East Coast or whatnot. It's basically like San Bernardino, Fontana, uh, Rialto Rancho, just this mm-hmm. co- collection of cities that I really built my my career in as an artist and as a producer. So it's all that I've known aside from, you know, my, my beginning origins in Carson. It's all that I pretty much have known. And uh, what I realized, you know, I, one day I looked up and I said, you know, most of my business used to be predominantly out here in the IE area. And then I realized my business is has be, has become 100% online so that I have yeah. the flexibility to basically go wherever I want to go. Exactly. And Dude, um, you know what's I, crazy mm-hmm. is sorry to interrupt you, but I was yeah. looking at cuz like I live in I live in Boston right now and okay. uh fucking eventually I want to I I always wanted to just not be in Boston, I've lived other places. <laughs> I've been around, like I've done a bunch of things. Um, right. I'm back here now because my mom actually got sick a couple years oh, ago. Man. So because I can, because I've been working online, I was yeah. able to stay at home and take care of her, and uh, or help with my sister when she's right. um, not here. But um, yeah, so I mean, like I love, like I hate the winters in Boston. They're absolutely horrible. I lived oh, in Florida man. for a year. Changed yeah. my whole like mindset. I was like, dude, I'm never gotta get going back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I experienced one one day and night of Boston cold uh, on tour with MERS uh, in 2013. Oh, that was <laughs> crazy, oh yeah. my gosh, it was it was it, it was crazy because it was um I want to say it was either it had to be shortly after um I don't, I don't I gotta, I gotta look at look at it. It was either I had it before the Boston massacre, uh, the, the 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 marathon, you know. It was either before or after. I, mean, I think it was before, but uh, we had a really good time there. It was really good people, and we didn't know what to yeah. expect, you know, um, especially coming from the West Coast and being Dodger fans and and <laughs> and Laker fans yeah, at that. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect going there, but Boston was treated as nice. But it was it was uh, definitely balls cold out there. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, I just like, I don't know. I just can't do it. I'm just such a, like an active person. I like being outside and I don't know. I can't do it anymore. But I was actually looking at places um, like I was looking at like Temecula and Fontana, but I don't know anything about those places. You right, know? right. Well, they're, like, they're polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. But like, I actually don't really know that. But like, <laughs> I just, I wanted to be somewhere warm. I, I like I'm not going to move to Florida or somewhere random because like I don't know like what's what's the point yeah, so like I yeah. wanted to move somewhere like outside of LA so it's like if I wanted to drive an hour and go in there for some sort of reason because like I know a lot of people that are there just from whatever just from music and shit right so 
like all my friends here now that I grew up with and went to college with or whatever, like they just work jobs like and it's freezing here half like seventy percent of the year. So mm. like um I wanted to move like like to an hour outside of one of those places, like similar to similar to the type of shit you fucking got, I was gonna say. Man, like I feel hey, like <laughs> I, I feel like I see I see random like similarities between me and you just like just like randomly when I was just looking on the internet. Right. Um just from the way you set all your shit up and but um man I I I tell you this I'll tell you this if you got to choose between the two definitely go for uh Temecula if you have to choose between the two go for Temecula yeah um it you know it I guess I shouldn't say that it really depends on what you want to do when you get out of here a lot of folks and it's funny I'm going to create content really soon about it but a lot of folks come out from you know the east coast and say oh well I got to get to the epicenter of what the music is out here uh, where yeah. the music scene is at, and, and that's Los Angeles, and they start to think, okay, well, it's a bit expensive in, in Los Angeles, so let me get to a city that's sort of a middle ground. So you start thinking about, you know, uh, the 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 areas like like Rancho Pomona, and some folks don't know what they're getting into. Covina, you know, it, you gotta you gotta really like do your research about the areas they're in. But I'll tell you, um, you know, if 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 your business is primarily online as a producer you should definitely make your way to Temecula and whatnot. They're building it up out there. and uh, Yeah, I just want a house, too. Like, yeah, I don't want to, like, I can get a place, I can get, like, a fucking two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and pay, like, 1800 Right. Like, because it's expensive here, too, in Boston. Like, I pay a pretty hefty amount for this house that we're in a house right, right. now in Boston that we rent. Okay. So, like, it's, like, the same shit if I were to move there. Right. But I'd rather, would I rather get a two-bedroom apartment, use one as a studio, or would I rather fucking have a whole house? <laughs> yeah, man. That, <laughs> and, like, that, that's the have thing someone living with me, filming me and shit. Like, yeah, and then, so you never know what you're going to get with your neighbors. <laughs> I, I, I lived in the apartment that I was yeah. in for a cool two, two years. Same neighbors in... My neighbor was always cool about me. Like, I, if I wanted to play music out loud, he wouldn't have really tripped about it. And um, he was really quiet up until he got into a scooter accident. And uh, he was at home most of the time. And then he built a surround sound system in his apartment. And he was, I mean, bass all the time of the night. And I make beats. He don't make beats. He just watches, you know, Thor yeah. and, and all kind of crazy <laughs> shit. And, he, and, and his music, his his sound system was just blaring through the walls. And I would never call it police on any of them, but I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. And I can't imagine if you're yeah. shooting them, you're doing a podcast, that's, that's going to be inconvenient. But I, I got to tell you, man, it's just... It's probably partly because I'm not used to growing up. Like when I was growing up as a kid, I wasn't really used to staying in houses. There were some stretches that I did, but I'm used to being in an apartment. So when I have the freedom to just, you know, flexibility <laughs> to do that, especially as a producer, this is ideal. And then now as a father and as a husband, I wanted my wife to be able to have her own makeup room and for my son to be able to. You know, my son only been here. We haven't been here longer than a month, and he's already crawling within this this week because yeah. he has more space. Before it was like, where am I yeah, going to crawl? Seven hundred feet. If you have feet. a son too, like absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, man. I, it's it's. I, I tell you, it's the most beautiful motivator. It's the most beautiful motivator. He he, <laughs> he and my wife are are the reason why we got into here so fast because I just worked at a blazing speed. 
um, and a blazing amount of content. And I zeroed in. I said no to so many people that were used to me saying yes. And I just zeroed in and I said five bedroom house, five bedroom house, five, five bedroom house. And uh, we almost settled for a four bedroom that was huge. Uh, but it just didn't feel like a home. And uh, mm. then we found, you know, then we, we happened to put in for another one and we got approved within 24 hours. And it was like, this is a dream come true. So now it's time to, now it's time to cook. What, what I love about this, not to be too long winded, what I love about this environment is that it's definitely the highest rent I ever paid. But what I love about that is it's a great motivator for me to, to uh, for sure. set the bar, set the bar higher, right? 100%. You know, Tony Robbins yeah. had a had a uh, a time in his life where he was living in a Del Mar castle, and I think he had to pay an upwards of uh, either fifteen, it was fifteen to thirty thousand dollars a month for rent, and a man, no, no, it was fifteen thousand dollars a month, and he was making thirty thousand a year, and that's the year he he first became a millionaire. Hmm. You know, we do the things yeah, we must, I mean, and not, like, and, you know, and, and not that, <laughs> want to do. We do the things we must. That's like how I even started selling beats in the first place. Was when I my student loans start kicking in, and I was living in Florida, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, it got I, real. It got real, real. <laughs> I was I was literally like down to the point where I had like eight hundred dollars left, and like wow. my like my bills and everything I had to pay for the month was like twelve hundred or something at the time. Right. I was like, 1200 1300 and like literally fucking the next month i was about to go broke and then that same month i actually i was gonna ask about your the tour you were saying you went on i was going on tour with my homie cam meekins okay um who's a who's a rapper and i was like djing for him so he paid me up front for the tour and then that same week i was going on the tour this fucking dude bought like an unlimited rights and mm. then the next day he bought a wavely so i made like 1200 bucks that week right <laughs> and i was like tweaking and then <laughs> and then this just from there i was like all right let's fucking get it like, yeah it, i know it's possible now then the next week i made like another 200 because just on the road like dming people on instagram and shit right because i was on the road for the whole I, I was in the car just on instagram had nothing else to do so i was just fucking messaging people all day right and i got home i was like all right fucking let's get it and then it went from 400 bucks a week and then this is before youtube too and then eventually like when people start coming back around and shit you start building like a weird instagram brand like a couple yeah. years ago yeah and then it turned into like making a thousand bucks a week off of instagram see that's and the then beauty of what we do man that's the beauty yeah. of what we do we have the ultimate flexibility in in any day can be every day is gonna be though. different yeah, it's a hustle it's definitely a hustle but every day um a new variable is created, right? This could be the day that you go, you know, you, you get fifteen hundred dollars in sales, or you can be the day that you throw a goose egg up there, you know. But it, it's it's yeah. it's sort of the the thrill of it all if you can see it from that perspective. Yeah, it's weird now because like now I kind of live in the thrill, <laughs> right? Like I almost you get used like to want. <laughs> yeah, you you like put pressure on yourself to like have some sort of fucking thrill. Like I just I just moved recently too to like a better place for my mom because she actually ended up f fracturing her leg oh wow um just from a seizure yeah she has stage four brain cancer it's pretty bad Man. but um yeah so we had to move out because like we had to move to a place that was like wheelchair friendly for right. the next month right right so right. i just used the opportunity to move to move out of the, my fucking parents house which i was staying in to help her and then um moved to another place and yeah but yeah, and then after after that, like when she when she got the cancer, that was another pressure point that I was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm yeah, I'm making 
I made a thousand bucks this week. I think twelve hundred was the most I made before YouTube. Right. And then, but I was like, but like, if I stop fucking messaging people in a month, I'm not gonna, like it's gonna be gone. It's mm. a goose egg in a month, just cause like, just cause like, it wasn't really a brand. It was more just like selling people on Instagram. Yeah, and and that's that's. Uh, yeah. I forget who it was. Um, no, it's Warren Buffett. I, Warren Buffett said, "If you don't figure out a way to make money while you sleep, you're working till you die." Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's what that was. It that was like, stuck me. Oh man, it hit me in the chest. It hit me in the chest because, you know, life life is is the ultimate. You know, the the, the ultimate un- unpredictable, right? You you don't know exactly what's coming on. You know, t- today we could be completely hundred percent well in health, and and either us or someone we love becomes our biggest priority and we must make sure that we provide for them in whatever way we can and they just change the dynamic of things but i i, I can I, you know I, I tell you man it's it's amazing what us as human beings are able to do when the pressure's on and we make and we make up our minds that there is no other result except for success yeah. <laughs> there is the no scramble other. yeah it's, it, it can I, be that's, that's like sure. the, yeah. that's the word that's that's the word i kept using like when people ask me questions either on the podcast or whatever I answer questions on. Like, it's just literally just a scramble. Like you just, every day your mind is just on that thing until you get it. And then that's it, (laughs) man. But that's, you know what? I mean, not to keep harping on that, but that's exactly how it was for where we're staying at right now is that, you know, I, I I tried to get my own, I am getting my wife more into, to the art of visualization and, and not only just speaking it into existence, because that became so cliche now, because everybody's law of attraction and whatnot, but really honing it. And, and, and even like first, it starts off as a joke. Like my wife and I would be in, you know, we would be in the, the apartment, 700 square feet. You don't have to yell to get somebody's attention, right? You can whisper and they'll hear you from the, from the kitchen to the bathroom or from the yeah. kitchen to the bedroom. And so I, I used to act like, like I would close my eyes, she would close her eyes, and then I would act like, you know, Honey, uh, uh, you know, uh, tell me when dinner is ready. I'm up here in the studio, up, you know, up, uh, <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> and then she'd be like, "Okay, I'll let you know. Just you know, keep on working." And we would laugh about it after, but we kept doing that, or we would call, close our eyes, and you know, uh, lay down and 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 just just visually speak out what we see this home as being. And it's it's so freaking eerie how identical it is to what we imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, man, it comes a point where when you decide it, it's a must, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that God, God will, will reward the people who stubbornly push against the ceiling. Now that may be something else for some other people. Somebody, somebody might say the universe or whatever they believe in, but he, you know, you will be rewarded for stubbornly pushing against the ceiling. And sometimes life puts us in that corner. We just gotta, gotta play ball. Like you said, gotta scramble. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, like, it's always like, I almost like whenever I'm in a shitty ass situation, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I've been here before. I'm in a fucking horrible situation. Right. All I got to do is put my fucking head down and just keep working. And like, it's going to be better on the other side. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to look back on the time and like, I've, I've hustled so fucking hard the past year and a half. And like, I'm going to look in two years, two years full. And I'm going to look back and be like, damn, how the fuck did I do that? Even now I'm looking back on like just the Instagram shit. Like how the fuck did I sell beats on fucking Instagram by just messaging people? (laughs) Like, I don't know. The fact that I was making a thousand bucks a week blows my mind. Right. right. Because like now I have this huge brand and like 
I don't know. It's crazy. Like, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, especially when you start seeing that a lot of your friends that are not within music are not making that, and they're working a whole lot more hours. Like we may yeah. scramble, <laughs> we may send Insta- Instagram DMs, but I know there's people right now who are who would die. They would love to just have to send Instagram yeah. DMs all day and work on music. Yeah, that's um, true. If you know, but it's and I try to keep it's that stressful in, though. It is stressful, but I try to keep it in perspective. You know what, what it is that we're doing. Uh, you know, one of my favorite speakers and, and now authors is, uh, is an individual named David Goggins. Uh, you know, who's been you know, basically geared up as like the the toughest mofo in the world. A dude was, uh, you know, was a Navy SEAL and went through Hell Week three times, went through the training to become like one of the most elite SEALs. And, and this man is like ran 100, 100 miles on two broken legs. And he just he's just like unreal when it comes to mindset. But one of the things that he shared in his book, um, you know, uh, was that we should all look at these times when we reach through adversity and we push through these moments as difficult and challenging as they are they become cookies and you put those cookies inside of a cookie jar and you know back you know back when we was little kids maybe your grandmother or, or, or an aunt had a cookie jar and you got a cookie when you were good and so in those moments and times where where you find yourself you know losing momentum you find yourself losing hope open up that cookie jar and, and start to reflect back on those moments that damn i push myself through way more than this just like really live in the moment yeah. and then it pushes you right through whatever you're going through so i look at the 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 challenge that it is to move to a new location where i don't know anybody and i think about oh man i you know how am i going to not even how i'm going to i, I know how i'm going to but you know the expenses are going to rise more than they've ever been for me but it's I look at it and I say, man, you you have been through so much, so much more. This is this is child's play compared to the things. These are good problems. It's, people people with no problems like, are in cemeteries. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a weird balance to where like if you don't worry about that, maybe you won't fucking come up with the like you know what I mean. Maybe you won't hustle if you don't worry about that. So it's like it's a weird balance of like worrying about it, but not like letting it fucking get to you to the point where you're fucking freaking out well, <laughs> and well, like depressed and like fuck how am i gonna pay this like i'll tell you this i'll tell you this what what helps me and it's something that i'm actively always man it, it, people will probably think i'm crazy when they talk to me and they see me talk and then correct myself as if i'm talking to myself and one of the things that i would do is that instead of being worried about it i would change that language entirely since the you know things that start off with a word end up you know, materializing inside your brain and end up becoming a future action or inaction. So I look at it and I say, you know what? I'm not the the word is not worry. The the word is, you know, I, 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 there's a challenge in front of me and I'm up for it. That sounds like I can play ball with that. Worried is linked in fear, and so when I think about fear. I think about damn, I'm not going to be able to do this. What about all the times yeah. that I failed before? But I, there's power in 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 the tongue. There's power in language, and and that's something that it's part of the reason why I probably. You know, compared to as many associates and friends that I had within the industry, I don't have anywhere near that because that language is powerful. And a lot of folks like to use very uh, poison, poisonous language and they don't even know that they're using it because they've been kind of programmed to do it. But um, when I make something when I make something up in my mind that I'm going to do it, I don't need anybody to, to try to put doubt in that it's going to happen. There is no other means it's going to happen. So uh, I mm. think that's important too. A lot of folks are are surrounded, not you know, of course, we were talking with each other, but a lot of producers out there are surrounded by people who, 
you know, constantly drag them down. It may not just be their art, but it yeah. may just be their lives that they're dragging them down with just language in, in general. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, like, I feel like I'm at the point, especially now, where, like, I don't, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck someone says to me. Like, I'm so, like, ignorantly going towards what I'm going towards. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck anyone says to me. I, I, I've always been like that, but, like, I mean, now it's just, like. It's an overdrive. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, then, not, like, but the stakes are higher now, right? You know, you 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 have your your mother. The picture's I, clearer now. The, the, the picture's, picture's a lot clearer now. And how old are you, by the way? If you don't mind me asking. Twenty six. I was going to ask you the same. Hold it. Yeah. So I'm I'm this this month I will be thirty four. Right. I, I passed Ooh. my Jesus year, my Pippin year. Now I am thirty four. Now it's like, <laughs> oh, you grow, you you <laughs> you grown man, old man, almost in this industry. But I, I tell you this. The clarity that you're experiencing right now will be nothing compared to when you reach 30. 30 is people. I used to be terrified yeah. of. Oh man, if I don't do this by 30, I'm a do, failure. Do you, I you listen to a lot of? You listen to a lot of Gary V. Um, I have, I have, but I mean, when it comes the, to what? When, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say just the way he talks about like, not really how he talks about patience, but like the way he talks about like age and patience and mm. like really helps you like really helps me like forget about that because i always think like fuck 26 you know what i mean <laughs> but like in 10 years i'm gonna feel the same as i do now like i don't know just yeah. it's just like the mindset of like all your fucking friends like going out and working jobs and shit i mean True. obviously i think differently than other people right but like sometimes you're like fuck like if i'm trying to be this i need to fucking do it oh man look how, I, look how old this fucking producer is like yeah and, and but you, what you what you realize is that i i understand what you're saying that that i mean the the game will obviously change but who you are will, will stay at its core but man uh, 10 years from now oh man you know we Going the direction that it that it that it appears that you're going, especially at the rate when you keep pushing the bar up higher. There's I mean, first of all, 25, 10 years ago or, or not even 10 years ago, uh, 34, 24, 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. First of all, my, my physical, <laughs> my back, I didn't have no back pains. I didn't. I could just jump up and, and do what I could do. <laughs> like now, like I, I have to have an ergonomic a workstation or I get I get these neck pains these neck pains turn into migraines yeah. when I was 20 I, I didn't care about none of that it didn't matter I can work for you know 17 hours on end and and not feel a, feel anything now I have to be more responsible about that now I have to worry not worry but um I have to uh make sure that I'm drinking the right amount of water so I can keep going and pacing myself but I'm telling you the, 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 the day baby man that, <laughs> but that clarity that clarity that you get i can't even explain it until you're yeah you're at 30 you start realizing like, i mean all i feel the you dude like i mean if, if i can if i compare it to um whatever like fucking what's 34 minus 26 whatever that age is mm -hmm. so that's 18 if i can or like what is it I'm fucking horrible with math <laughs> if i if i if i compare to the clarity i had 10 years ago till now it's fucking ridiculous as well. And like like ten more years, it's right. fucking probably even crazier. You know what I mean? Right. And then and then a fucking forty six year old is looking at you, maybe I don't know if any forty six year olds listen to this, but like a forty six year old's looking at you like, dude, he has no idea what he's in for. The fucking yeah. you know what I'm saying? That part and then also too, the flip side of that is that there's probably somebody forty four right now who is just now getting what you got at twenty six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I I try to respect all those perspectives on it, but in realizing that 
you know, age ain't nothing ain't nothing but a number until you get back pain. I'm just playing. Age is nothing but a number. <laughs> you know, the, the most important thing aside from, you know, what should I be at this age is, is uh, for me at least, is, you know, this is an endless grow, growing cycle. There's never going to be a point in time where I, I, I am I am tapped out when I say, man, I can't learn anything else. I love the fact that here I am, 34, and you know what can be looked at as a young man's game. I am at my my like I'm like super saiyan when it comes to the content. When it comes to you know the yeah. the, the the reach of my audience, that that has not been like that throughout my career, and it took me here to where now what they what what I think my audience likes is the fact that the pace that I move at, that I talk at, the confidence that I speak with they see that either in themselves or they 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 want that for themselves at some point in time yeah. and, I, and i'm telling you there's certain things that i i just you cannot teach someone until they go through whether it's heartbreak whether it's loss whether it's you know you just keep bouncing back like i just i am unrelentless i don't care what you have thrown at me i am unrelentless i am going to continue to keep growing and going but um you realize not everybody has that man and, and, and even at 34 50 44 54 i've seen people give up at 27 bro like people that i used to run with full time with this music they are nowhere to be found yeah how did you get into like how did you get into like everything like give me a little because i usually do a background story at the start but um we Mm kind of just ran through that (laughs) but um how did you get into like music and like what age did you start and all that so I got into Give me a little because ba- you said you're on tour too. Like you probably have a hell of a story. So oh far. man, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out where to start. But w- but when it comes to <laughs> me working on music, um, honestly, I started off as an artist first, and the whole damn thing mm-hmm. started off a bet, right? My best friend in the whole world, Keaton. Uh, we, were, we were in high school, and he just happened to mention. Have you ever thought about rapping? And it was such a goofy thing to us because all the rappers were like. They weren't like the coolest kids at school because, you know, they would all be around, a, you know, a bunch of dudes. And, they, and, and, and at that time, I didn't understand it was it was a call to cipher. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to be over here with these ladies. And like, I'm trying to, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. like or, or, or play some basketball or whatever it is. And yeah. I didn't realize, you know, the uh, the the power of self-expression. So in that point, we made a bet, basically said, uh, OK, here's what we're going to do. He told me, he said. Uh, get off the phone in 30 minutes we'll call each other back and write as many bars as you can write and then we'll recite it and uh first 16 bars i had were terrible oh they were atrocious i was talking about like red bulls and, so. and, and blues clues and anything in the room that was like rhyming with words and so yeah. uh i i just i just wrapped you know and wrapped it and he was like okay this, this was interesting but you know, maybe we should keep doing it. It was kind of fun. I was like, yeah, it was kind of fun. But literally that led me into, okay, now that we're rapping, we need beats. And at the time, the the, the biggest things were Bear Share and Napster. I'm really showing my age. Bear Share, uh, LimeWire, and Napster. And those were like the biggest things you can download instrumentals from. We yeah. got to the point where we started doing mixtapes and realizing every single body that was pushing out a mixtape in our area had the same exact beats. And so we mm-hmm. we needed to make a change. And so we ended up going to what was uh, before it became GameStop. The biggest uh, sort of video game spot was called Electronic Boutique. And it was in a mall next to our high school. We happened That's to so be- funny. It was it was called Funko Land or like Funko Land or something in my, in where I was. Oh, really? Before GameStop. <laughs> yeah, they must have bought out a bunch of like little oh, stores like that. Somebody with some money was like, no, this, this is what a GameStop. We're going to call it GameStop and all the games are going to stop. But no, we went to the mall looking to get NBA 2K3. 
uh, for his Dreamcast at that. And and we went in there. We both had some saved up money from like the holidays. And as we were, you know, as he was looking at the game, he went to go play a game. And I went to go look through the used section because I had a PlayStation. He had a Dreamcast. And I happened to find, you know, be, you know, I was looking. I found Crash Bandicoot. I found Tomb Raider 2. Then I found this game called MTV Music Generator. And um, I didn't quite know what it was. It looked kind of corny when I looked at the packaging. I was like, eh, maybe it could be something. Then I started reading the description, and it was the very thing that we needed because we 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 had an abundance of raps uh, over mixtape beats, but we didn't have a lot of original beats. And at the time, people in our area who were selling beats leases were like seven hundred and eight hundred dollars just to yeah, lease a beat. Yeah. That was not going down for a high schooler at that point in time for me yeah. financially. So it was like, yo, out of necessity, we had to make a decision. Slept on it, came back, bought the game, but the uh, the uh, the MTV generator, and um, for the next few months, I just. I drilled into it and I tried to just make a beast out of myself with no prior music experience. I just went in and and took all kind of ridicule, took all kind of, you know, people telling me it sounded too video gamey. And I'm like, well, duh, it's a video game. And and eventually it transitioned from that to FL Studio. And, um, you know, but that literally was my gateway drug into music was a PlayStation yeah. game that um, literally changed the rest of my music career. But that's how I got into it. Start off it's as a bet, things, man. and then production became a necessity. So yeah, I, and I would suggest for anybody that is like one of your younger listeners, everything that you're doing counts right now. It may seem like it doesn't really matter the 100%. amount of time you spend in, on video games. It doesn't really matter. This is the thing about it. You don't necessarily have to change everything about yourself to become what you want to become. It's going to change regardless. You just got to be purposeful about what you're doing. So we spent a lot of time on video games because we were in high school. We were young. I was like, you like 16, 17. Uh, we were young and we were just playing video games anyways. And it was like, well, while we're playing video games and writing raps, why don't we find a way to merge the two? So I got a video game that I could make music on. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it took some time. It took, it took patience, a lot of patience that I really didn't have. But I kept going and I was just... My hunger was more, my hunger was stronger than my patience. That was a big part of it, is that I just wanted to grow and be better. And eventually it led me to to where I'm at today and in, in, in the business that I have with Curtis King Beats. But man, shout out to PlayStation, shout out to MTV Generator. That started my career. <laughs> yeah, the reason, the reason I got into music in the first place was I think it was my birthday or something. Uh huh. And, I was in Best Buy with my mom and I saw like a, there was like a keyboard, like a piano keyboard. And it was one of those situations where I was just like, I just want, I've always seen people have keyboards, like, you know, a little electronic keyboards. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was just there with my mom and it was like, I was like, all right, this is my birthday present. <laughs> like, like begging her for it. And then like the next fucking week or something for my birthday, like that was it and it was like an cooking. expensive ass fucking keyboard too shout out to my mom and then like couldn't figure out how to play it this is before like youtube tutorials were really big for right. like playing keyboards and shit like pianos right and then i couldn't sell it it wouldn't nobody would buy it i tried to sell it <laughs> and then uh eventually it was just there so long that like over the years i kind of learned how to play some stuff learn how to play like the titanic and like the random popular songs oh that, wow you'll hear and just like and then it got a little bit more complicated and then i never really figured out how to like make a beat out of it so that never happened until like that was when i was in high school and then i didn't figure out how to like start making beats until i was like 20 mm. and then like in in uh college 
And my whole the reason I started is because my whole apartment got robbed when I was in college, oh, and wow. someone stole my MacBook. So, um, fucking, like, the only th- I needed to like do some schoolwork. So shout out to my mom. I <laughs> got me like a shitty like a PC, like a two hundred dollar PC, right? Like a like a little laptop. And then from there, I was like, oh shit, wait, now I can get FL Studio because I was trying to get Logic. And I was like, oh, wait, now I can get FL Studio, which is fucking, I see more people using anyways, instead of like GarageBand and shit. Because I was making beats on GarageBand and stuff like at like my school's computer lab and everything. And and I was like, oh shit, like FL Studio fucking got it. And that was it. So I started pretty late. It all worked out though, man. That's it, it man it, it all that was the worst out. day of my life too is when my when whole apartment got robbed like it was just not a good feeling like hella stuff got robbed like I've, money I've been there xbox and i was already fucking broke because i was in college like i don't have money i was right. playing soccer in college like i couldn't get a job because i was playing soccer yeah like you just had no my bank account was negative like you're just fucking around like in college like going out on the weekends playing soccer like and uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, robbed, so I'm, I'm, like, but you know, shout out to moms though for for investing into your dream because that that said that did a whole lot to to you know that said a whole lot about what she believed with you and how supportive she was uh, of your craft. My moms did the same thing. My first audio interface was uh, this Omega Lexicon. Uh, audio interface that I, that she got. She went to Guitar Center. She asked all the right questions, and she came and brought me an audio interface. I'll never forget it. It was on uh, a Christmas. She bought me my first audio interface. I didn't even know what it did, but it was an audio interface. She bought me my microphone. I had a Shure microphone, and then she bought me um, these two drum packs, right, that, you know, you just get from Guitar Center. And I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing, but I was excited, and it was the middle of – the, you know, obviously in the middle of the cold and I was on the base. I was on the patio. My, my, you know, my grandparents had a patio. We lived with my grandparents. They had a patio that you could, you know, you would breathe and you would see your breath. It's like being out in the middle of the <laughs> snow. But I was out there. My mom said all she saw was just me out there cooking with the smoke coming up from my from my face. But it was just like this is what you do for what you love. Um, and, and, um, yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge that she was willing to invest. But it does suck when that happens. I've had. I've had plenty, plenty of uh, situations like happen like that. I had a time where my laptop was in a backpack that was stuffed underneath a friend's car of mine, and um, literally they broke into his car while we were at a show and stole stole nothing but the laptop. <laughs> so they must have seen it. Starting, I lost my whole catalog. Classic and fucking I tour. Like, I feel like that I, that yo. has never happened to me on tour, but fucking i don't know how it hasn't happened to me honestly man i'm so fucking i still have the same macbook here right next to me today right that i've had for every fucking tour i've went on dj and like and we were we were drinking <laughs> oh <laughs> like man on, yeah. on some of those so how did you like get into like how did you get into all that like you said you're on tour with mers like that's fucking sick right I well MERS. i mean well, I was an artist first. I was an artist first. So, you know, during... You on tour as an artist? I was on tour as an artist with MERS. I was an opening Damn. act um, with a buddy of mine named Noah James, who was also an artist from the San Bernardino, IE area. And, uh, you know, MERS had a uh, a festival called Paid Dues. And this is how I first kind of got on... Well, I was already on his radar because of the work that I did with Absol and Kendrick Lamar. But as a producer, he wasn't really taking me serious as a rapper. Mm-hmm. Until I went on a campaign where for 98 straight days, 
I just launched this unrelentless social media campaign that anywhere he showed up, my audience showed up to basically say, yo, Curtis King has paid his dues. He, he's put his years in. He's worked with these, you know, uh, uh, these artists and he's really put the work in, you know, and, and he did his research and he saw that. And on the 98th day, uh, I got a phone call from him telling me that I, I will be I will be one of the opening acts for a festival called Paid Dues. Mind you, it had, you know, Odd Future. It had uh, a Wu-Tang. It had. Uh, you know, Wiz Khalifa. It was so many different names on there that you know, yeah. I ended up opening up for, and that sort of built a relationship. And then from there, I provided them some production. And um, I remember I, I opened up for him uh, for a Christmas show in Anaheim, and he had a sold out crowd out there. And I just, I went in. I just killed it. And, and, <laughs> That's the best, man. And that night, he said, "You know, you know what, man? Like, you know, I want to give you guys an opportunity." to uh, go on tour with me. But only thing is, we won't be paying you. You're going to have to pay your way through. Uh, some some dates you'll get paid, but you literally anywhere that you can follow me in the U.S., you got a spot. And um, it was, I, I didn't realize it was like longer than most tours are, but it was uh, two months, 50, 50 cities, 25 states, uh, two months away from home, just in the van, having to get rooms. How the rooms. fuck did you do that? How did you Bro, manage to do that? Right, we, we we went with seven people, which was uh, good and bad. It was good because- it must have been hella money too. Man, I it, there's people still in debt from that tour. Now, I'm not one of them, thank yeah. God, but there's people still in debt because we would go to a tour stop and we literally had to teach ourselves how to sell ourselves because at home, People already kind of knew who we were. Like we were local, local artists. The people knew exactly who yeah. we were, so we didn't really have to sell our products. When you get out there, and people are like, "All right, uh, you know, I, I just saw what you did on stage. What you got going on here?" We had to kill it on stage to a level that they said we want to invest in something. And literally every CD sale, every single T-shirt sale, there was no money in the pocket. We we were like, you know, ahead of ourselves. Like we're gonna we're gonna make profit on this on our first tour. Hell, yeah. no, we even. <laughs> Breaking even was going to be a miracle, not. and we didn't do that, right? I mean, so, dude, even like, <laughs> even like for a fucking like regular, like even regular artist now, just going on a headlining tour of like sold out crowds, like man, yeah. profiting is still like a conversation like that they have. Like it's still it's still a a, a possible, like, but, it, but yeah, it's, like you'll, yeah, you'll be like happy they have to sell up. merch to profit still. Like and they mine, can't just fucking. And mind you, it was seven of us, so that meant that we, you know, there were certain situations in which we tried to, in the beginning, sort of like, you know, do the the, the broke artist thing, where it's seven of us sharing a, a one bed, uh, 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 you know, hotel or motel, and um, and we got caught the first night, and they were taking pictures of the car, taking pictures of us, and was like, okay, we can't do it like that no more. So we had to get a system where, you know, uh, two of us would check in, and then when. You know, when it was lights out, we would just basically go from the truck and uh, uh, <laughs> one by one kind of take our bags in there. But it was seven of us. And, you know, most of us really didn't need to be on the tour. But it was like, you know, we, we were, were all part of the same label. And uh, I'll tell you, man, you know, we we had to learn a lot about ourselves. We had to learn a lot about our label because, you know, anybody who's familiar knows that the label kind of. um you know, went there, we went our separate ways after that tour because, like I said, you learn a lot about each other, good and bad. You learn a lot about oh, each yeah. other. That's and, one um, of the most, like, wow. valuable fucking things was just going on tour. I don't know what it was, but, like, 
You learn a lot so quickly. I'll tell you exactly what it is. When you smell somebody else's breath, whether you want to or not, <laughs> when you got to be around a stinking ass and they draws and, and you got to be around and you get to see people's habits, you get to see what they do yeah. and don't do. You You're get just to around see their most, people 24-7. Man, you get to see their most irritable moments and, and, and it comes to a head and you start to realize it's almost like, you know, if you're dating somebody, you don't know who you're dating until you live with them, right? And then when you live with them, it's like, oh, you are, oh, I can't stand you. <laughs> and so, and not to say that that was the scenario, but we did learn a lot about each other and what we all wanted. And it, and, and it all became clear that some of and us wanted to be sit- artists. And then you were sitting there, uh, show number 50, and you're like, you know what? I think I just want a five-bedroom fucking house. Bro, and- I'm done. <laughs> and like, honest, no, honestly, I, even then I was I the wasn't, same way, bro. I yeah, was yeah, the but, same but, fucking. But honestly, I wasn't even at that point yet, to be honest. When I came off tour, I was yeah. in so much debt that my thing was, I need to push myself as an artist full time. It still wasn't clicking to me that production was going to yeah. be my main source of income. I just started cooking. I, I said, I got to get music. I got to get shows. And being an artist, especially nowadays, this was 2013. If you don't have income behind you, and I mean consistent income, yeah, good I don't even, it's, un, it's impossible. Luck, in my right? <laughs> right. Good luck. I mean, you, you, yes, you can have a song that takes off, but you know, at that point, you're playing the lottery. You need to have money behind you, and it is an expensive game where you can't just have some kind of money. You need money that is funneling on a regular basis to get this oil going, right? To, to oil this engine, I should say, and so. I did it that way. It was the wrong way. And then I ended up getting in even worse debt after a month of being home. And uh, my back was against the wall. And I just happened to ask my buddy. I was like, man, yo, what's going on with this beat leasing thing? Like, like what is it all about? Like, I see you you seem to be living good. <laughs> you, you hardly on the Internet. How, what's going on, bro? Like, and, and he gave me the spill on it. And that is what transitioned me, you know, to the next phase of my career, which was full time producer. But it took a, so it took a minute did- to get there. Were you big? Were you so you started in the SoundClick days then? Uh, I mean, 2013 was really like after the golden oh, yeah. age okay. of the SoundClick okay. years. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I was I familiar sure. with it. Yeah, I was familiar with it, but it was like I, to me because I came from trying to pursue the industry. I was always told by ANRs and producers in the industry, "Oh man, don't sell your beats for low because you're you're selling yourself of cheap." Course. Those guys are just people who they're not making any real money. They'll never make it in the industry. They're blackballed from the industry. I learned. I, I heard all that stuff. And what I realized was that you're making hella money. <laughs> first, well, I didn't know that at first, but what I, what I realized was that it was like, damn, these guys are being so critical of these producers, but they don't seem to be too well off themselves. They seem like they're yeah. still trying to make it. And it, it wasn't until I got into it and, you know, I had never and I'll be very, very transparent about that. Up until I started leasing beats, there was never a month that I made more than twelve hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Right. That's um, crazy. Every single month it was like it, it could fluctuate between seventy five dollars if a month, <laughs> seventy five dollars a month to maybe you know uh, during somebody's uh, uh, you know the, the beginning of the year where it's tax season and somebody gets like a student loan and they start paying for beats right because I was selling my beats for dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. I had never made right and and you know uh, uh, more than a thousand dollars in a year, right? So. Uh, I shouldn't say a year. That's, 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 that's stretching it. It was it was well below ten thousand. I'll say that. Yeah. And, then, and then the first <laughs> yeah. year that I actually, the first month that I actually started selling my beats and leasing my beats online, you know, under the mentorship of a producer named Awesome, I uh, I made two thousand dollars the first month, and I could not believe my PayPal because it wasn't like the money was flowing in and I was just stacking it. 
I was already in debt. So all the money was like money in, money out, money back invested, yeah, and no, I had to keep going. Thing. So I didn't know. Yeah, you don't, you don't know, right? You don't know that, that that first month or you just not paying attention to how much money you're getting in. Because at that point, I wasn't quite entrepreneurial phase. I was just hustling, 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 hustling. And then it dawned on me. I looked at my second month. I was like, I'm getting a little bit more air. I wonder how much <laughs> money I made last month. And I seen two yeah. Gs and I was like, yo, there's... There's people that go to school for four years and, and don't get to this point. And I was like, well, how, how much can we push it? And the next month was about 3000 4000 Next month was about 5000 And uh, it just kept going up. And, 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 you know, there was no ceiling to what I was doing. And so because of that, man, it, it got me to the point where it was like it gave me my most important attribute. It gave me my most important superpower that I lost when I went in the industry, the ability to say no. Because when you're broke yeah, and you 100%. feel like you need these situations, you it, it's hard for you to say no. Because even artists that you don't believe in, if they have money, they have power. Because the most that's why that's why like industry and like people and fucking sitting in offices like that or whatever will say that shit because because that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest fucking value most valuable thing about selling beats on the internet as a producer mm-hmm. or making money as a producer is fucking now you have the leverage. Like you if you're making leverage. fucking six figures, I don't have to sign shit. I can fucking, <laughs> I can record all my own videos. I can edit them all. I can fucking do everything. I don't Why need leave the anyone. House? Why yeah. leave the house? I, I'm going to live favorite. in Temecula. Look, I'm, 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 I'm in Diego and I told you, I, this is why I moved out. People are, people are like hitting me up like, yo, do you record artists? Hell no, I don't. And this is not a shot to any artist, but I'm like, I didn't come out here to yeah. build in the scene. I came out here to get away. I came out yeah. here to be be around neighbors that don't know anything about who I am, but they they they're successful and they inspire me. When I see these cars in the in the driveway, it's not that I'm you know materialistic about the cars, but I look at it and say, yo, I gotta step my game up, right? I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm the only Kia owner on my on my block, and that's good because it's gonna make me uh, <laughs> step my game up, step my you know uh, set the bar higher. But I, I could not do that being around other artists and producers who. We're literally fighting for crumbs or literally fighting for just a little bit of leverage and, and petty about the leverage. I need to be around people who have elevated themselves, elevated their own game and, and therefore would elevate minds. And so th- that's what happened. So now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, bro, my, my biggest superpower right now is the ability to say no Hell no. Emphatically, I will not go to your industry mixer. <laughs> I will not go to your studio session. I don't have to. Why do I have to do Let's that? I am building. A, <laughs> exactly. It, it, I, my thing is this. People racks. are like, man, you're so lucky you live so close to L.A. Like people on the East Coast. And I'm like, you have no idea. You probably spend more time in the East Coast than I do. And I'm sorry, you, you spend more time in L.A. than I do. And you live on the East Coast. Yeah. Because exactly. I don't I don't. L.A. is beautiful. There's a lot of great people out there, but it is the most beautiful place to waste money. Yeah. whatever you're into if you're into i just you, think it's i just think it's good to be it's good to be different too like i right. just want to live in the nice weather i always say to la because it might as well be close to fucking people i can collaborate with right but like it's it's also good to be a little different and like visit la you know what i mean and have something new to bring because all the people like you see a lot of people living in la and you kind of start blending in together and oh mm-hmm. you're going to the same fucking things and now you're all everyone's music fucking sounds the same. Your whole brand oh, looks the same. Like I tell you, it, it's, it's go ahead. It's kind of good sorry. to live somewhere fucking random and ha- bring your own shit to the table. You, you know? gotta do it because that peace of mind that you go, that peace of mind that you have living somewhere, living as far as I do, the peace of mind that I have whenever I go into the city, I I'm foreign to them. 
they feel it in my energy. My energy doesn't feel yeah. like <laughs> like everybody's energy out there. And I shouldn't say everybody, but the, but the majority of like rappers and producers that are out there is okay. I, are you gonna be my next? Not my next come up, but are you gonna help me get to my next stage? Are you? It's all like it's it's a taking energy. It's a, it's a, I need energy, and they don't realize that they're in that place because they're in an environment that teaches you you have to get yours. It's 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 capitalism, you know, dog eat dog, but dogs don't eat dogs, right? And and I, <laughs> first of all, and second of all, you know, here's the thing about it is that when you have that peace, that peace of mind, and that moment to just tell your brain shut the fuck up. What do you really want? When you are able to sit there and say, what do you want? Those questions get answered and you start to do things uh, uh, dramatically different. And so I started asking myself, why am I in this studio session? Why am I at this show? I'm losing money right now. I Dude, should I do be that at home. all the fucking time, bro. And ever I'm, I would, ever I'm in a situation, even if I'm just like, I maybe I do it a little too much, but like, mm-hmm. even if I'm just in a situation where I'm just like, you're just hanging out somewhere, and I'm just like, all right, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, Man, listen, listen, listen <laughs> like, to that voice. That voice is gonna make you. That voice is gonna make you a millionaire, right? That, <laughs> you know, I, one thing that I've been, I've been, I've been sitting here actively researching is the ability to operate a business without social media. That is like one of my things. I haven't even like set that as a goal this year, but that is something I'm actively doing. One thing I started to do was I, I use my iPhone as my biggest tool. My iPhone, you know, they have everybody's iPhone has a screen time and now has the app uh, limiter that limits your time on these apps. I have an hour and a half to do whatever I have to do on Instagram, Twitter and our Facebook. I deleted Facebook actually off of there, but I have an hour and a half to operate. If I don't do anything in that hour and a half or if I overuse that, I can't get it. Like the first day I did it, I got locked out from 5 p.m. to 12 a.m. the next day. Right. So, no, like I, you got to find your way to get back in control. And, you know, the, one of the videos I saw, I think it was guy, uh, Alex Becker was talking about, you know, uh, you don't you don't see Jeff Bezos on Twitter just wasting his time away. Like what you guys up to? I got a poll, guys. You know, what do you guys think? What would be tight for me to do for Amazon? Should I do that? He's not doing that. Like, he doesn't he, – and, and he he has results. He has success. So why are we Why are we made what to believe – What would be tight for me to do for Amazon? You know, imagine Jeff Bezos. Like, imagine that tweet would get fucking 500,000 retweets. <laughs> imagine, imagine Bill Gates getting on there and is like – so, you know, how you guys feeling about this new Xbox update? You know, like, like, give me some word. Like, like hit me up. You know, what's, what, what's the deal? Like, is it what's lit? his name? Does it, dude? The fucking Tesla, dude. What's you know name? what? And, and, and look, where, and look what happened to his company. The more active he became into that world. Right. Look, look what happened to, to the things behind it, behind closed doors. And now as you look at him and he's starting to regain traction is when he got away from social media. He got off of that Joe Rogan podcast. He got away. He's yeah. not trying to be socialite and business genius and assert so many people there's only so many small percentage of people who can tread that can thread that line right like a gary v this is his business to be the yeah. face of his business it's it's it has to it's gary vaynerchuk media right it's it he has to do that that's but, how i am though like right. i fucking like i i, I love i only i mean 99 percent of my social media usage is like mm-hmm. answering messages that are fans of mine or like right just like researching stuff or putting out content or whatever, whatever, and just like looking into new, and you, obviously when that's your whole business, like Instagram, Twitter, emails, um, right. like the YouTube fucking analytics, like that's, that's those things right there as my whole entire life. Absolutely. And um, like sometimes obviously something comes up, but you click on it and you fuck around for a little bit, but 
I don't know. Man. I'm pretty good at like I've seen it all. You know what I mean? I've you, seen you it stay all. Out, you stay out the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole is a danger about it. You know, it's I, I'm, I'm all about responding. You got to respond back to your people, right? You got to let them know that you're yeah. engaged and you're locked in. Try my best. Um, and, and, and that's great that you do that because I think that, that that is a a really big factor in building a large and loyal following. Not just a large, but a loyal following. But um, tell me if this ever happened. I don't know what you're into besides you know, besides music, but I, I'm, I'm a sports fan. I'm a Laker fan. I love watching videos about my Lots Lakers. Highlights. Right. Highlights. Not even highlights. It goes beyond that. Just listening to like, like, you know, the, the, the pundits, listening to the, the Stephen A. Smiths, listening to uh, Shannon Sharp and Max Kellerman and all these guys. And I'll go there looking to watch one video, one 10 minute, five minute video about the best ergonomic <laughs> uh, uh, computer chair. I watched that video, and in my in my suggested, what does it say? The reason why the Lakers are probably gonna uh, probably not going to get to the conference finals. <laughs> Maybe I should watch that. It's yeah. only five minutes. I, I do it. I do it on YouTube <laughs> a little bit. On my phone, I don't really do it, but like I think YouTube on my computer, I do it sometimes. Yeah, but and like, I'm I'm saying I it's all about myself. controlling that, man. And and props to you for being able to control that. But I I know that. I like I myself, just like the majority of everybody else out here. It is it is hard. It is very challenging. It to, just makes to me be fucking depressed. So I go, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking close this out because I'm gonna get fucking depressed because I just but wasted you, an hour fucking looking at random shit. But you know what? Cocaine does for some people too, and they still do it. They continue to do it until yeah. it, until they can't <laughs> no more. And and that's what I'm saying is that because people don't really take it serious as an addiction. People don't really take it serious, like not knowing that these things spike off the same dopamine as cocaine and crack. Like these things spike off the same dopamine. They don't take it serious. And I think that uh, there's a video that I watched uh, that talked about the idea of a death by a thousand cuts. And if you're using social media in short spurts of time, of course, you're going to be convinced that, you know, it's not really not really, you know, doing anything to what I'm doing. I'm still getting my work done. I'm still working on music, but it's still extracting energy is extracting focus and extracting time and if that time could have been dedicated towards strengthening something that's already working for you um at what cost do you have to do that on a on a more regular basis right if you don't do that on a regular basis what happens so i'm i'm at the point now where it it may sound very anal it may sound very tit for tat but i want to have the most successful financial year that i have ever had and i want to do it away from social media Right. And, and I know that that's going to what's going to what that's going to require is the best customer service that I have ever, ever. Right. That I have ever delivered. How do you feel about like because for me, like I'm making more money than I thought I would ever make. Right. Not that I thought because I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, when you're growing up, like I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I, I, I was like always starting companies and stuff like I started this one company that fucking we got an investment for a hundred thousand dollars. And when we were going into it, we were like, all right, this is when apps were starting to get big. People were starting to get iPhones. Right. We're like, all right, we're going to make this app. We had a website, tons of traction. We're going to turn it into an app and we're going to fucking, we're not selling it for anything less than, than $50 million. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was right. that. <laughs> at the time we we're like, dude, all right, nothing less than 50 million. Like that's the maximum. But like, obviously that is fucking ridiculous now thinking about it. But like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm like, all right, I could fucking plug my kit a little bit more or I could just fucking, I don't know. Like I'm at the point now where I'm just really, 
I just want as many fucking subscribers and followers and listeners to the podcast and people just like obsessed with the Kyle Beats fucking brand as possible. And then like my, and then like, I want to cash out on like, obviously you want to cash out, but I just want to deliver fucking amazing products. Cause like for me personally, I, I just worry about like, all right, if I make fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars the next couple of years and then year four fucking my videos start getting less views because of it or like you know what i mean or like i'm worried about putting out these products and videos aren't going out or whatever fucking people are doing that aren't isn't going out and i don't know like i i'm like i like how do you feel about just like the brand and and the money side of things and i think they can work i think they i think you can balance them too Sure. Like I think if you put out very, really good products and you put out a shit ton of videos too, so like, it, like <laughs> it, it, you're like you me, know. you have a lot of videos out. So yeah, Fuck, it it, it, it helps. It helps to batch. It helps to have archive. It helps to to be purposeful. And I think that's what I'm really getting at is that I'm not trying to, you know, start this huge exodus from social media because it's a, it's an important tool. My thing is this. You know, in the words of the great philosopher Diamond from Players Club, who was a stripper, make the money, don't let it make you. And my idea is is use social media. Don't let social media use you, because while you are not you yourself, I'm just saying anybody listening, if while you are convincing yourself, oh, yeah, yeah, all this is business. I'm building up my brand. I'm building. Okay, all this is business. Even when I'm watching videos on my timeline, this is all business. But they're not people who are ever going to consume from you. They're not people that are going to ever buy from you. At what point yeah, in time do you, do, you, do you strike that, you know what, this is not business anymore? And, 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 and it's a very thin line, right? Because you can, you can be convinced of all that. But until we are able to have a real conversation with us. There is a ceiling for that, right? Because at some point in time, you're going to have to make the decision. I always say it about the the, the grind of rappers or producers. Uh, fortune or fame, one has to come first, right? One of them's going to come first. I'm not saying you can't have both, but one of them has to come first. There is not a fortune and fame at the same time, right? Even if you win the lottery, you got the fortune. Then people found out that you won the lottery. So one of them's going to come the first. And, and when you understand what you're campaigning towards, what is your why? That is so important. What is the what is the why? Because whatever your why is, that is the fuel behind your machine. A lot of people out here right now, a lot of producers who are looking at your videos, looking at my videos, in their minds, they're like, yo, I just want to have as many subscribers. They want fame. They want fame. And I'm telling you, fame is 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 the cool whip to the strawberry. Fame is the sour cream to your Fame bean is dip. Trash. <laughs> it's you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's, if I could start it, Amazon and be behind the scenes, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying is that is that yes, social media is very important, but you got to be purposeful about what you're doing. Even now, as I'm thinking about videos, I'm like, if it's not something that is going to give my audience actual results on Curtis King TV, if you're not getting results from this. If I'm just doing a bunch of, you know, hype content and I'm just, you know, doing clickbait, I am literally wasting my time and their time, no matter how much money I'm making, because that's not anywhere near my purpose. But if I'm on there and I have a video that I am really trying to drive home and not to say that entertainment is not a necessity, it is a necessity. That's what the, you know, the, the cook up videos and escapism. the behind the beat videos. Yeah, you need the escapism. We all that's use how, it. That's how that's how fucking I mean, I don't know about you, but that's how. That's how I am where I am because I was fucking inspired by you know how many fucking Ryan Leslie videos I watched oh, in man, college. This, 
This I funny watched the guy. same videos over and over. <laughs> this funny guy ordering ordering stuff on his black card, ordering trumpets on his black card, and <laughs> and, and, and and shaking change inside of a cup, and, and all yeah. while in a suit and, and not breaking a sweat. Now I remember those <laughs> videos vividly, and and that entertainment is definitely a necessity. But I, that's what I think is that there's a lot of people who are, especially producers. Man, I I, I love producers, and and this is why I am so critical of my peers because. So many of us are on a wild goose chase, chasing the next thing that looks the most attainable, right? One person goes viral from doing, you know, videos on their Instagram where all they're doing is just sitting on the beat pad and, you know, and that goes viral. Then I got to be the next person to do that. Cash Money AP goes crazy with his SEO with the tight beats. And they're like, OK, I got to go get a monopoly on YouTube. And then they just chase <laughs> after all these people's different blueprints and they never sit down at the fucking table and Pull out a pen, pull out a pen and make your own blueprint. Right. Yeah. Even if who cares if it doesn't work. That's just humans. You're, you're, I think it is. It is. It's, 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 it's the cheapest mentality. <laughs> it is, but but you know what? That's why now I, I feel so much better about the, the um, there was a time where I wasn't feeling good. Like it didn't matter how many times I said rappers and producers. It didn't matter. It didn't feel good to do these videos anymore. <laughs> every because, time you say that, it just like makes you think about the video. You say it the same way every time. Oh, man. And, and, and that was purposeful. But but every time I was doing it, I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling like, what? why do I feel like I'm wasting my time? Not because of the audience. That was because of me. I, it wasn't purposeful anymore. It became just this is now another stream of income and I need to keep it going. So let me kind of repeat myself. And that has its own value, but that's not purposeful for what I want to do. I want to get out here and actually give some people some results that are really change their lives. And so now as I look at it, I'm like, OK. Not only can I do videos that give people results, but I can also make videos that, you know, build an affiliate relationship to where now I can do affiliate marketing for companies that I truly believe in. And I can bring people their way, but at the same time, talk passionately about something I use myself. Um, you know, I, there's so many different ways to make this here thing work. You just got to be, you know, you, you imagine and this is about goal setting. Imagine that you sat in your car and you opened up your maps app and you said, take me there. Siri will look at you like you're an idiot. Take me where? Take you where? And you just say, take me there. Okay. Um, I don't know where there is. And it would, it would go off. But if you tell Siri, look, I need you to take me to a seven-bedroom house in Temecula that is off of this street and this street and is surrounded by this and this, it knows where to send you, right? And I think a lot of people are goal-setting like that. They're, they're, they're getting on the Internet and wasting hours and hours of time you know, being semi inspired and semi jealous of other producers that found an original way or, or you know, semi original yeah, way to present themselves. I think it's just like, it's, I think it's just good to, because, like, here's the thing it's just like my first beats all sounded like Jalo beats type beats. Okay. My first, my first uh, beat making video probably looked probably was trying to emulate a Ryan Leslie beat making video <laughs> that nobody has ever seen because it was never right. uploaded probably. You had a suit on? Tell me you had a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But like, it's it's good to like, because like that's what, how you create, right? It's like, right. oh, you hear fucking Nas rap, I'm going to rap like Nas. And then the next day you hear this other rapper rap and then you combine that. And then eventually you're, you're getting inspired by all these different places and mm -hmm. then you make your own style. But like, I always tell people that it's cool if you make it a video that's pretty much my video, but with a poor quality camera in your own words and tweeting at me. But like, it's not gonna, if, 
don't get frustrated if copying someone else's like thing doesn't work. You know what I mean? Oh, like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of producers that um, have like the same logos as other producers who have been successful, upload the same type of beats, same mm-hmm. branding, everything. And like, it's cool. Like you're creating, like you kind of feel like, oh, look, I'm creating something. It's like when people go to the watercolor painting things and they drink wine and they're right. like, oh, look what I drew. But like, it looks so cool because you don't realize you were just copying the fucking main artist. Right. And it's cool to create <laughs> something like that. But like, that's not the fucking lady who showed you how to do that is going to sell her fucking painting, not you. You know what I mean? Right. So and like, that that has its own. No, but you know what? And I think this is where we have to draw the line too. With that has its its value, right? In the beginning, yeah. we all are emulating like, because I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it just like makes you. It just makes you inspired. Sure, <laughs> like sure. Feels that and, creative need. And now what I was gonna say, it does feel feel a creative need. What I was gonna say is that we all have that. You know, there's no school for this music production, at least not when I was starting. There wasn't, you know, these schools that 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 make you become a better producer. You got to kind of learn by emulating, learn by, you know, seeing other people's techniques and seeing which what you, you know, trying it on and seeing if it fits you. And that is the initial stages. I think what we're talking about ultimately is the recipe for for your best success, your ultimate success. And some people, not even some people, most people out here that are producing that that are you know building building a following they would be very much satisfied with results that are a lot less than what they're able to attain right because some people think you know what if i get a place of my own and i'm not saying like this is anything wrong with that yeah i get i get an apartment i get you know some a place to make my beats you know i'm able to pay rent you know, early, you know, I got a car, I got, you know, uh, my homies around, I got my Xbox, I got, you know, a few pretty girls that come around like that for them. That's it. That's like that's that's the, the ultimate dream. But there's going to come a time and, and I'm this is why I warn about, you know, just following other folks is that there's going to come a time when you're like, fuck that. I, I, I am something right. I, I got to make my Wikipedia page. My wiki, my Wikipedia page cannot be copy paste of everybody else. Somebody had to be blueface. Somebody had to get on a beat and say, I'm not going to rap on the beat. I'm going to be so me that people are going to ridicule it. They're going to hate it. They're going to talk about it. But then it's going to I'm going to have so much so much audacity and so much confidence in me that I will build a following off of doing exactly what they said you couldn't do. And, and that's what I'm getting at is that these are the recipes for for massive success and not everybody wants massive success some people are terrified of it i was terrified at one point of it but you just have to you have to be very uh self-conscious not self-conscious self-aware that that's what you want some people don't want massive success because of the massive responsibility that comes with it uh and i think that that's that's what i try to make sure that with my audience i let them know look i'm not giving you tools to be mediocre Right. That's that's cool. That's cool for right now. But at some point you're going to say, yo, Curtis, this shit is not enough. I need more. Well, here's how you get more, because I'm definitely in the pursuit of the same exact thing. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you 100 <laughs> percent. I mean, I'm on the same page. Like. I feel like I have like a vision of what. I want to do and I don't want to fucking I don't want to be Justin fucking Bieber, but like I want to grow a like a giant fucking YouTube vlog channel where it's like no artist is doing that. No artist is putting out fucking 
it's like I want I have music that I'm putting out too. And I don't I didn't tell I don't know if I told you that, but I have songs that I'm working on, first songs okay. ever. But um, no, no. I can send you some too. Absolutely. But um, I want to have like videos for them, and I want to fucking even if I don't make it as artists, and the sound, as Spotify gets fucking four views, I want to brand myself in a way where I'm like a, where I'm like a YouTuber, music talented music maker, like a just right. a creator. You know what I mean? Right. I make videos like I was doing music videos before all this too, like before the beat started going and fucking. I, t- I was telling my business websites, like I know how to do everything. That's what they when I was on those tours. That's what people were calling me was like the tour package. Because, like, I was fucking cutting people's hair. I was fucking DJing, (laughs) getting the sound right, like, doing everything. Because I knew how to do On the way to the other venue, I'd be editing the fucking Instagram video, even though I was the DJ. And then, like, cutting people before I went off for a fucking set, like, fucking fading people up. And, like, um, like, I just want to be the biggest fucking creator around like music that people actually fucking take seriously because there's youtubers that do that do music you know what i mean and have millions of subscribers but like nobody fucking it's just like it's not like culturally known you know so it's like i want to be a musician on youtube hopefully an artist hopefully i think i think i'm gonna keep going with it it's fucking improving at a pretty quick pace as long as you're having fun and you love love the process man you know yeah i I, I just like the finished piece of work you know that you uh, put out uh, that's what i like yeah i just like the finished whatever it is video fucking anything Man. Just like fills that. I want to put out a music video. <laughs> That's like half man, the reason I started do making music. Just do it. <laughs> just do it, I just man. Want to I, I a sick music video. I tell you, I I knew there was time for me to move on when when that became like one of the biggest the biggest headaches. It wasn't fun creatively for me. It was like, damn, yeah. where where do we have to go rent out? What can we rent out? Who's gonna direct it? Who is gonna? Edit? I don't want to have to edit it myself because I edited most of my music videos going up uh, in, in my career. But um, yeah, man. If you if you love it and you love the process, you know, there's a lot of people who have who have passed on, and there's a lot of regrets sitting in, in grave sites right now. A lot of regrets sitting out there in the graveyards, and a lot of people who have unwritten books. A lot of people who have songs that never got written because they were worried about things that wouldn't matter 40 years from when they were thinking about doing it. So I I suggest to you and anybody else, if you want to do it, this is now the time to do it. I just think um, I just think it, it. it would be. I just think it would be fucking huge for everything. Like the brand, if I'm selling out fucking shows of thousands of people, right, first of right. all, like doing shows like that, the energy, I've, I've done shows in front of like, I mean, you probably did the same thing, but like a couple mm-hmm. fucking thousand people, you right. hop out there DJing and it's fucking, the energy from like a lit crowd is fucking yeah. amazing. It's a rush. Number well, two, see, if, if I, ha- yeah. if, sorry, if I yeah. have a brand where fucking, people know me and like you have more of a voice as like a as like an artist you know what i mean you have right. i feel like you have more to offer it does more for the brand and i don't know i feel like it's just the fucking next step to like just have, i just want to inspire as many fucking people and i feel like i just i just have the right mindset to fucking say the right things and well, let, let me ask you this if, if you know not to put you on the spot but for those things that you laid out from the the thrill of it and 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 even from the expansion of the brand, let me ask you this: what what is the what is the undeniable why in all that? Because a lot of those things are benefits and features, but what is the why behind that? If you had to pinpoint it, behind wanting to become an artist, um, I think it a few a few things. I think one, it's just like. 
I think it just provides more value, just like business wise. I think it provides more value. So it's like super, it's like hitting another, it's like why I created the podcast, you know, it's just like hitting right. a different, it's just like hitting it. Like people like beats, but not everyone fucking listens to beats. People right. like songs. I know there's a kid in fucking Wisconsin that's going to listen to one of my songs that fucking hates his parents. He's sitting in the backyard fucking looking out somewhere random like depressed as fuck listening to my songs right then he goes listen to the podcast and it's just you know what i mean it's just like another thing that i'm hitting and i don't fucking know like i think it's just to inspire as many people as possible just because like just because like that's because i was such a fucking loner like played video games all the time mm. like i yeah i was an athlete played soccer and shit but like i don't know like i was just fucking a loner and like everyone around me is getting fucking jobs. No music is fucking an afterthought. Soccer was an afterthought where I'm right. from, Boston. Nobody fucking plays soccer here. Like I'm my whole family's Irish, so like I grew up playing soccer. Right. And um fucking I don't know, like listening to inspirational videos of like Will Smith and people talking and, and like obviously now there's so many fucking videos like that you can listen to in podcasts. Sure. But like sure. and like music and stuff like that was what helps you escape you know what i mean and i don't know just well, like inspiring people is like my i feel like that's my passion i think and, and and to play devil's advocate i think somebody would say well you're doing that now so then so then why yeah. why and i'm, I'm not discouraging i think I'm just i think i'm just drilling just reach, into a point <laughs> i think i think you can just reach more like if if somebody like all right i'm lit now right i have mm-hmm. mil- say i have a million subscribers right fucking doing exactly what i'm doing say and then say an exact opposite scenario. I'm putting out music. I have a million subscribers. I'm fucking selling out shows of two thousand people. Right. I'm fucking. I, I, I'm fucking in my fucking studio right now, by myself, like doing nothing. And right. these videos are fucking insane. You know what I mean? Because like, I have the ability to. I think it's just to create more too. To have the mm. opportunity to create more off of it. You can make music videos. You can make merch. You can design fucking videos for the merch you can build more companies off of it you can go on tour and fucking sell out shows and make the most inspirational like i just think i'm gonna create the fucking greatest tour videos and like artist videos of all time right and the most of all time like i put out right. videos every other day that are like today was the one i put out today was like 15 minutes long okay super fucking like cinematic intricate took me an hour to film it you know what i mean and it was like 15 minutes i edited it this morning in two hours and it's like go watch it after this and you're like what the fuck dude i filmed it in an hour and edited it in two hours oh like, wow and it's like insane like just because like i don't know i just think i have a lot to offer when it comes to creating and inspiring well, people l- let me let me let me say this to you um this is what I'm getting at when I'm asking this question because I think I like that when these, we get I like into these new questions, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 you know, I I I do this. The shit I think about all day. Yeah, I mean, and, and I I do this very purposeful because I I've been in that situation as an artist where I started off as an artist and I I love what I did, and even the whole the idea of this starting off as a bet, you know, the the driving force behind it was where this can financially put me right, and so eventually that transition from I love this art and then. As I started getting deeper and deeper into making songs, I realized, man, like I grew up being very similar to you. I I grew up being the introvert. I wasn't really the center of attention. And this is my way of beating that insecurity 
of uh of being the, the the quiet loner this is me fighting against that right being the complete opposite of what they knew uh knew me to be in middle school right they know me as dewan not curtis king but i went to a middle school called curtis middle school and that's where i had my biggest insecurities physically and mentally and uh, when i conquered those i became curtis king you know hence the name but i say this is that after 13 14 15 strong years as an artist, what I realized was that at the core of it was that I wanted because we all have six needs as a human being. Right. And I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But what I wanted was to feel significant. What I wanted was the love that on some level, maybe that I felt like I didn't necessarily get from my pops coming up. Not that he didn't love me, but he just showed it in his other his own way. And then also, too, because I felt like I was growing at something. Right. And if you get three of any of these six needs that I'm going to share with you, they become an addiction. So it's important that you understand what you're getting into it for, because at the very base level, it's for either six reasons. OK, and only two of those are what makes you happy and fulfilled. But uh, the first one being the need for certainty, the need for uncertainty is a second one. Um, significance. The next one is love. Uh, the next one is the need for growth. And another, another one, the last one is the need to contribute, contribute to something bigger than what you got going on. And most people, the reason why they love social media and why it becomes an addiction and they never get anywhere is because one, it's it, it gives them uncertainty because you don't know what you know, you don't know what's going to happen when you post up a new post. You feel like you're getting love from people because they're liking your post. And then thirdly, you feel you know, uh, some level of significance because people are paying attention to your bowl of cereal. So that being said, it's important that, you know, we understand that if we get three of these things, they become an addiction. But if you do not find a way to bring growth and contribution as part of that equation, whatever it is that you're doing will fizzle at some point in time. So I ask those questions because when you really dig into it and I dig into my career as a rapper, it really became I just didn't want to be voiceless. I was tired of being a, a fly on the wall. I was tired of just being, you know, the quiet kid. What it came down to was I wanted to prove to my dad that I could do this and that I made the right decision to get into this. I, you know, I, I wanted to make my mom proud. I wanted to pay her back for all the sacrifices that she made, as well as my dad as well. You know, and when I really got down to the nitty gritty of it, that's when I unlocked everything. And this shit just became so much easier. It just flowed like water, like uh, Bruce Lee says. It just became water. So uh, those are just questions that I'm asking you, but I'm hoping that the audience as they're listening uh, is realizing the significance of asking those questions because you hit it spot on. You know, the need to inspire people. That's that's a need to contribute to something bigger than you. Right. The need to grow at something. You're having fun with the process. You got those two already, you know, that's going to give you happiness and fulfillment. The last yeah, one probably I, being significance or love and affection. You get those three, it's a wrap. Yeah. I think I I think I build my and this is like years ago I figured this out with like my friends and shit that were also like starting businesses and shit that fucking were like doing like whatever, e commerce, whatever. Right. Um, is just like we figured out, we kind of figured this out together that like we ha you have to surround your happiness with like things that you can control. You know what I mean? Like, like I can control for the most part, like my daily schedule every day. Right. And, like I go to the gym every day and I mean, now it's like my life is fucking crazy, but like my life is not going to be like this for the rest of my life. It's just like, because my mom is sick and the past two years have been insane. But like, you, I, I surround myself with like 
waking up, eating breakfast, having a regular diet, fucking going to the gym and fucking getting stuff done and right. and like you know what I mean like being in my apartment or whatever I wherever I live, house apartment and just like my happiness is surrounded by like my daily schedule almost and like all that shit that I could control and then like f- for example like I really like the I came up with the 80-20 rule is what I come up with is like 80% of the time I need to be in like my fucking controlled environment my studio oh I want to leave the house randomly fucking right now to go do something let's do it like I'm gonna go off in my car play fucking music that I like everything is controlled by me no one really else has a say in it and then the 20% of the rest of the time needs to be like with other people or you know what I mean like whatever with other people doing random things like communicating with other people and just like i don't know that's why that's how i feel about tour is like if i was because like i know for a fact that like if i become super fucking rich Mm -hmm. and i buy all the shit that i wanted to buy which isn't really much and i get my fucking dream house my studio i get a fucking bmw and (laughs) fucking i mean i can get that now but i'm just i fucking Putting priorities first, man. It's not nothing yeah. wrong with it. I, <laughs> Put and my I think, I, first. bro, and, and I, I think that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tone Jones. Tone Jones made an excellent post on his Instagram where he was like, uh, he he had a rental car and he made a beat out the rental car uh, sounds or whatever. And then one of his audience was like, um, bro, stop fronting. Like it was, it was like an older car or whatever. It was like a 2000 or something, whatever. And he was uh, uh the audience basically or the commenter said don't front bro that's your car like you're not really making money like that and he was like like he was so taken aback by it. he made it like into in more of a more of a, a a funny response but it was the reality of it is stop judging based upon what you visually see because yeah. that only gives you a fraction of what what someone's business is and i think a lot of producers have a bad habit of a uh, of a uh, uh, pocket checking not even pocket checking but just pocket watching you know and not realizing that when you want to yeah. build a massively successful business the appearance is only like they only give you what you can see and some people are just selling you an image full time and they don't really have that success you are their business yeah like i never understand i mean that just tricks people like i mean the way, the way gary v says it is like that just tricks losers <laughs> but like man that just it's tricks so real <laughs> That just that just tricks people who just don't get it yet. It might not be a fucking loser, but they just don't right. understand it yet. Because a dude fucking holding ten thousand dollars of cash, like you know what I mean? Someone right. holding fucking ten grand up to their ear, like that's what the fuck? What does that I mean, mean? You know what? You know, you know what? See, I, I know you being nice about it. I tell you, I, I I was the fucking loser because at some point in time, I no, looked so at, was, I mean, dude, everyone you know was, saying? bro. You everyone know what I'm saying? Was. Like I look at, I used to look at those videos. I don't know, if, I forget the guy's name, but he was like, I'm walking right now on the beach. Look back there. You see, that's 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 my place. I stay there. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, <laughs> he goes like, you know, I sell beats for a living. If you want to figure it out, you, you basically, you know, get into my ten day program. Uh, it's it's a free PDF download. Once you get into that, you you'll, you'll learn stuff. And then as you get into it, you realize, okay, this is this is I'm I'm in a funnel. I didn't know what a funnel was at the time, but this is like really before click funnels. And and you start realizing that you know sometimes it's not a matter of what you see. You got to look back almost like a, from a uh, what I like to call the the snow globe view. Like when you have a snow globe in your hand, you feel like you can you're holding the whole world inside your hand. Yeah. I have a New York snow globe. Right. And I love looking at it because it gives me an idea of there's the reality that is right in front of us. And then there's a reality that's looking at what we're looking at. And you got to try to find how, how to be outside the snow globe. So when I look at that, I'm like, 
why would somebody feel the need to press this issue and press this imagery in front of me? Okay, to build some significance because I don't know who the hell they are and, and, and to to draw some sort of a, a love or some kind of response from me. And they obviously need me for something. If you're living that life, chances are the people who are really making money, we don't ever hear about them. Like the people in the exactly. industry who are really making money, bro, like, you know, it because you've been in it. You know what it's like. The folks that are really making paper on tour, you never get to hear the name. The audio engineer guy. They're the ones that nobody nobody shouts out. Yo, shout out to the audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever says that. But those are the ones yeah. who, you know, are the person that owns the the uh, the booking company, the person that owns the actual venue that never comes to the venue. Shit. Not even the promoter. Like the promoter is, you know, is, is, is sort of lower tier when it comes to. Uh, the, the the totem pole of, of getting paid. But that's what I'm saying is that we we sometimes only see on that level. And, and I was mean, bro. I was, I was the I was the dumbass kid. The the one I was like so gullible and like, oh, I'll join your program. Oh, I don't have ten thousand dollars, but let me see if I can ask somebody or, you know, I don't know if I, I can't do it. Hey, but then eventually you realize, like when I met a lot of these dudes that I used to look up to, I realized like, damn, this shit is all for show. It's all for sure. Yeah, I think that was really good, too, for me to meet. I, you probably feel the same way. Like, through Cam, I was able to Do you know Cam Meekins? You ever heard of him? The name sounds very familiar, but I... Yeah, yeah. he, like, popped off on, like, the frat rap scene, like, okay. a while ago. He's, he's still, like, is doing a lot of making a lot of moves and stuff. Um, like, I was able to meet, like, g Easy and just, like... I don't know, just like a bunch of fucking cool people that either I used to look up to or fucking still did at the time. I mean, geez, he's fucking popping now, but like, right. Um, it was like right before that, uh, it was right before the Me, Myself, and I song came out. So like, he was doing these huge venues still, like 2,000 people. Right. But like, so I was, we were literally going to every show from the time right before he popped off to like mm -hmm. as he was popping off. And it went from the first show we went to, oh, what's up? Like, first time meeting him. I was a fan anyways. Like, first time meeting him, we were in that fucking after party. Went back to the hotel room. Fucking, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like we were there the whole time. The second show, backstage, dapped him up for a second. Oh, what's up? Right. Went to the after party. And he kind of just, like, let us, like, we, our names were on the list. He kind of had to come to the fucking front and let me and fucking Cam in and That's fucking dope. let us in and shit. And then... The next one we got we got into the show weren't really backstage kind of like the vip area just because it was it was he was getting too big but anyways like i i think it was valuable for me to like meet people like that and see what goes on because it's just like oh shit like it's just regular yeah. ass people and you can see the behind the scenes of cam like meeting people are high up at labels and man i don't know you see what's going on and you, you see got, like the you real shit and like how people really are and like who's actually doing it and um and then when you start building it for yourself you start to really understand like everything man i've i've had I, and I, you hit it spot on is that you need you need those experiences to to take these people off of pedestals and to also you're able to see it like like these people like the, the celebrity that you you know that that people are lusting over she stinks she takes poops right she 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 <laughs> she she grimaces her face just like anybody else right you are so in love with her when she's all made up but there's times where she wake up and she got you know not times every morning she wakes up with 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 uh <laughs> you know what i mean her breath stinks and, and and i think that's 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 the other side of it where you meet somebody you might have shook you know not i'm not saying it's a situation but you shook jeezy's hand and found out his hand was clammy and all 
of a sudden what we see that is all made up and photoshopped in front of our eyes because that's part of somebody else's visual business, it starts to like, you know, oh, this guy's actually really regular. Like he's really cool. You need those moments. Even like I had moments where I met and I won't I'll, I'll spare you the details of the name, but it was pretty, pretty significant rapper that I finally met. And um, it was an enormous disappointment. And it was like, I wish I never met. He was one of my favorite rappers growing yeah. up in high school. No, I, I feel that. I've had a couple of those. Oh, that were man. Not like huge rappers, but like. Huge enough to like where it's significant people you to knew. Right, Yeah, right. people I knew and shit and like doing big shows. Man, I, I, I met one and he was just like so negative and so hateful. Not even hateful, but just so like everything was like. Just just annoy. it was everything he was just annoyed by. And he could have been just having a bad day. But I had to look at it and I said, if this wasn't the person that I looked up to, I would leave this room. I was like, do I really want to leave right now? I was like, I think I want to leave. <laughs> this is this is corny. And, and yeah. you meet these folks and it's like it, it takes the veil. And you start realizing that the same 24 hours they have, no matter how cliche it is, you have the same 24 hours. And once, you got to be able to jump up and do it. It's the best thing on earth once you get to the point where you're where you're with a certain because like usually you're with Jeezy oh we're doing whatever this dude does the whole night right but it's good when you get to the point where um you're like you know what I've done this before why am I going to this fucking random after party that I don't want to go to because this person's there and like I'm not getting drunk and waking up the next day and fucking I don't know but um what do you think (laughs) what do you think is your (laughs) what do you think is your like goal you know what I mean like what's your end goal um, not end goal, but like, right. what do you think is the thing, the the big thing you're working towards right now? Is it just like building out? Because me personally, it's like it's like, yeah, I want to be an artist, but like at the same time, the real craft behind it is like building a business. You know what I mean? I have such a passion for like building a business. I do all my own website shit, and like, right. I love just having a business. I'm starting like a couple lines of clothing and shit like that, right. and like putting on music and just like videos and what do you think is like the next big picture thing you're working towards well grand scheme of things generational wealth right generational wealth and 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 that that of course should be centered around music but i'm not limiting myself to that uh many people know like um for a good part of my adulthood i've been kind of straddling the fence between vegetarian and pescatarian so one of my goals is to open up a, um, a you know a vegetarian restaurant uh, a 24-hour vegetarian restaurant so there's a lot of things that I want to do with that but big picture is generational wealth I want to plant so many seeds that money never becomes a topic of conversation in terms of yeah you know being associated with worry like I'd never concern myself even now like I don't worry about it, it it's it, it's something that obviously is a focus of mine along what I'm doing, but I want to build generational wealth and that's just not income, generational wealth and wisdom. I want my, my son to carry the, the this torch in whatever way that he sees fit. If he has to be the most motivational bowler in the world, by all means, you know what I mean? Do that. Or yeah. gamer, whatever he wants to become when he when he's when he's older. He's nine Gamers months now. Are fucking rich now. <laughs> you feel me? Like like we, we, me and my wife Gamers is are looking, richer than producers. <laughs> man, my, my wife and I are looking, <laughs> and that's a fact. Uh, me and my wife are looking at at our son like, man, I seen a little kid made like twenty two million or um, dollars in in doing uh, 
toy reviews on YouTube. I'm looking at my son like, oh, boy, dude, you better get you. That's be. a whole nother fucking thing as well. <laughs> but no, that but shit is ridiculous. But honestly, like big picture is generational wealth and wisdom and and uh, financially. And I know that that's going to be I'm going to have to set the the uh, the pace for that. And I may not. I mean, I know I'm not going to see what that that ultimately becomes right like i want to start it off mm-hmm. to where my son comes in with so much wisdom on 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 uh from a personal and a mental aspect i want him to be so much stronger than when I, than i was and so what that's going to require me to do is to be constantly growing what that's going to require me to do is to constantly make myself uncomfortable and um i think that thinking more small scale this year my main focus content wise is uh is going to be about centering in on mental health. The the thing yeah. that I am sick and tired of is somebody pop passes away. Everybody does the 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 dance, the you know the song and dance. Somebody passes yeah. away from something that deals with mental health. They say we need to have a conversation about mental health. Right? Everybody everybody echoes this. They retweet it. They go crazy over that, and then it happens again because people forget. We got to get away. We have to get deeper than the fucking conversation. Have the conversation. We got to lay this shit out and, and really dig into our own insecurities and, and, and problems and make some uncomfortable conversations happen so we can actually start getting some results for that. So my focus now that I have this audience People will be like, man, this is the time that you got to go do more clickbait or you got to do, you know, stuff that's like really hype. This is the time that I need to get people results in their lives and make it beyond just music production. If I can tell somebody like here, here's the tools in order to build up your self-esteem to where it's indestructible. Right. Here's the ways that you're able to take failure so that you get excited when failure happens. You don't become depressed and want to do something to yourself like this is what I want to dig deeper into. And obviously people are going to hear a lot of you know, echoes of the my, my, the people that I look up to, like the Tony Robbins, who really focus on, you know, mental durability and, and, and emotional strength and IQ. I want to do that for music producers. And uh, yeah. that's all going, that's, that's, and I shouldn't say smaller scale because that's a tall task, but that's, that's ultimately where I want to, not ultimately, that's where I want to get to right now. Uh, as well as the, you know, the escapism and the entertainment. Obviously, if I'm, if I'm not making fire beats, they're not going to listen to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But um, I was going to say, I think that's, that's like something that I always think about too is like, I feel like it's kind of up to the people right now with the fucking platform as producers to kind of break into those things. Like I have, I feel the same way. Like just you're like, you're trying to create more value for a music producer in your way. And I feel like I'm kind of doing it a little bit in my way too, with like making a business and and generational wealth. But like, on a smaller scale, kind of just like breaking into the fucking vlog scene. What producer has a fucking vlog? Man, do it, please, bro. Has a daily vlog. And it will bring so (laughs) much value because the next fucking person that does it, it's going to be, it's going to make that much more sense. A fucking, a gamer, like those phase kids start off as fucking playing video games and they're nice at Halo or whatever game they played. Now they're fucking vloggers driving around fucking Lamborghinis and have investors that right. inv- tell them to fucking do more crazy shit in their vlogs. Like, it, it they don't even play video games anymore. And like, 
I don't know. I just like, uh, bro. That that's something that I'm trying please to please do, well. do it. Cause I, I I don't know about you, but I'm I'm sick. And yeah, funny. cause you vlog too, right? You you, you I, have vlogged. some vlogs too. I, I just yeah, yeah. I watched your uh I watched your house tour vlog <laughs> before we did. Oh this. man, yeah yeah yeah. The unofficial. Watch some of it. It's a pretty long video. <laughs> pretty long video. Yeah yeah. It's uh I'm 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 thankful to, that that somebody can say that my house tour was a long video. That that right there makes me feel really good. I know that probably dude, sounds gotta, like conceited to somebody. Tweet, you gotta that shit tweet feels that, good. dude. That shit feels good that. to hear. Like to to hear that because you looked at my apartment, like literally, bro. Literally, I did a video about. Yeah, I saw you. You saw that? Yeah, I saw, the apartment. I saw, no, well, I saw you. You were talking about it in that vid, in the house tour video because you're like, all right, this is like these two rooms right here are yeah. like the size of my old apartment. No, check it. I got. I got. And another, I've seen videos in your old apartment. I've seen yeah. those ones too. Well, obviously. I did a full tour with no furniture. And it was one minute. It was an Instagram clip, right? It's an Instagram <laughs> length clip. That's how small it was. To hear that, I, I appreciate that. I, that I, I appreciate it because I'm like, man, that it was that long to do that. But aside from that, bro, like, I don't think people realize how fucking sick and tired I am of saying rappers and producers. I've said rappers and producers probably a gajillion times in the last <laughs> year. I'm sick of it. And, it, and it's crazy yeah. because whenever I branch out or I've tried to branch out, and this is me being like really see, uh, transparent. Like I've done videos like uh, uh, what Kyle Kuzma can teach you about the the championship mentality and how he's studying all the people that he's been around from Kobe Bryant to LeBron James and how I did like the vegan music producer. That stuff underperforms. That stuff does not perform as well as the, the so, so way tutorials. So I've, I've seen, um, I don't know if it was the exact one called vegan music producer, but uh -huh. I've seen the one where... It was the one, fuck, you were eating, it was like, a, I think I commented on it too. Yeah. It was like a vlog and it was like talking about vegan, I think you mentioned like vegan restaurant and like mm -hmm. you were going vegan, it was in your apartment, it was a vlog and it was like, honestly, like it was pretty like, I know, I know how to fucking make 808s, you know what I mean? So like right. that video of yours was like something that I was like, oh, this is sick. But this is what I always, I always say this, right? My favorite fucking like Kendrick Lamar song. My favorite G Easy song, mm -hmm. my favorite Eminem song, mm -hmm. is a song that when you look it up does not have a lot of views compared yeah. to their other shit. That's so real. it's like that's that's, that's why I'm a psycho. Like that's why I love Kendrick Lamar. It's not for fucking what's that humble? What's that fucking humble? song put yeah. out? <laughs> yeah, humble fucking. It's not for any of that shit. It's for it's for like the art of peer pressure. You know what I mean? And mm. like just like and like other random songs or even that, like. like Kendrick Lamar has Section a song 80, called all Kendrick shit on Lamar. Section 80. Bro, he has a song yeah. called Kendrick Lamar over an Erica Badu sample produced by Soundwave. Try to go find that song. It 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 is it is in <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I remember you used to listen to like some of his like really like when he first started coming Obscure on like with the Money stuff. Trees. Yeah, yeah. When he first started coming on with Money Trees, yeah. like right when that was like coming out, I started looking up all his old shit. Man. And like I couldn't really find it anymore, but it was like amazing. And like Man. I like G Easy for the song. My favorite song is called The Day It All Changed. Nobody okay. fucking knows that song. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like So what I always think about that when I put out a video that's like I put out a video of me mm. fucking designing my dream studio in the fucking Sims 4. <laughs> right. Oh, we talking about in a sim. But see, let me ask you this then. So you being somebody that obviously has found, you know, much success on YouTube yourself, what do you feel is the value of those videos that underperform because you know you and i both know 
you know, when a video underperforms, it has an effect on the future content that you put out, right? Whether it's the YouTube algorithm and some people, maybe, maybe they know it, maybe they don't know, um, you know, how do you sort of weigh the importance of these videos? Well, I think like, I mean, obviously if it, if it underperforms and it's not a good video, then like, fuck it. But if it's a good video mm -hmm. and like it underperforms just because of the nature of the majority of your people watching are looking for music, like music stuff. Right. And like, I don't know, like when people, when people like, dude, you're going to get, I mean, you have a podcast and you do a lot of like talking stuff and you're pretty personal with your audience in general. Right. But right. like when I started this podcast, like, dude, the messages went from like three sentence messages to like, I have to fucking scroll four times to read wow. the thing because I'm like change people's because I'm talking for this podcast is over an hour and a half long now. Right. You know what I mean? So like it just gives them like I was out in the field juggling a soccer ball. There's a kid that, that also likes music in fucking France. That's like, oh, dude, I didn't know you played. Oh, they don't call it soccer, but I don't know you played Football. soccer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like right. and then they connect that way. And then it's like, oh, you do this. Let's do like I met I met up with a kid in real life who his dad was like going on a um, tr business trip and he flew to boston just to meet me and we played soccer together oh wow and that was like the thing we had in common and now like fucking i see him all the time on fucking social media and like it has know. a value so i think it so, just yeah. it lets people connect to you in different ways rather than just the that thing that they know you for right because you know i i try to look at it from from uh and i was a great answer with that too because I, I try to look at it from the perspective of you know we are here to entertain and to grow our businesses but then there are things that may not look like value on the surface but um those things end up making somebody a diehard fan of the brand and um yeah. you know i started looking at like man like i want to do more of these vegan uh, uh vlogs but then i'm like you know what the amount of time that it took me to do it and um my goal are not in alignment right now right i, I gotta get this in alignment now you know, it don't matter what I do in this house. People are excited to see in a new space. They're like, oh, man, so I got to take advantage yeah. of this time. And uh, I, I just been, man, I, I feel that a thousand percent because now I'm cooking and, and I know what content. I have a pretty pretty good idea. I don't know how long you've been on YouTube, but I have a pretty good idea uh, ahead of time what content is going to be a little bit more lit than, than usual. Like, I, I know. Yeah. I already know what's like deep into the trenches of my niche. Like, I, I know which ones are going to go. Uh, and which yeah. ones are not. But yeah, it's it's, it's a beautiful struggle. Like, I think, well, I think the mistake a lot of people make is um, they like they are a certain like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like trying not to fucking I don't even know. Fucking, right. Like people do a certain thing. Say I was a music producer right. and I just fucking loved Say, all right, well, let's just say me, right? Say I love soccer and I just wanted to start including it a lot more. Even the vlogs. Right. I didn't I didn't just start vlogging every day because I knew it wouldn't work as well as if I did what kind of already was working, which was the beat making thing. So I did, I included the beat making shit. I did the stuff that I saw people were doing, kind of like Pat Ryan was filming himself, but I was vlogging and I was also doing cinematic shit that people were familiar with, obviously, right. but like nobody was doing it. 
and like dude now i can this my most one of my most popular videos is called how i start how i made a living selling beats in four months and I that, that was video. off instagram yeah yeah and and it has like i don't know 120 130 something thousand views i think now right and i didn't fucking make a beat i didn't do anything that video <laughs> i went and played soccer <laughs> that video well and you i know brought what? my I, fucking camera down and just talked about it for a second at least and like you, at least that's one of your most popular videos go type in the most popular video for curtis king and and, and see what <laughs> Dude, kind of, i already looked oh man you already know what it before is before we did this <laughs> the, the 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 uh the, the infamous <laughs> i am like known as the most I guess in 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 the world of um of of folks that pirate like I am like the biggest snitch in the history of pirating, especially dude, FL Studio. Are, that just that <laughs> yeah, but dude, like that's just the way you're saving people. Like like imagine a producer saw that and is going to be a successful producer. Mm. Like you might have say because dude, the world that's the way the world is going. Like companies are not stupid; they're going to figure out like. Like I was, I forget who I was telling this to, but I bought like a video overlay on like one of those websites mm-hmm. and like they let you buy like an exclusive license for a little extra money. Right. If you want to make profit off of it. And I was using it for like advertisement, just like a product page video for one of my kits mm-hmm. and, uh, or my beats too, actually for my beats. And I was kind of selling, I was like, I'm, I'm selling on YouTube, but like whatever, whatever. I bought the fucking exclusive license because I was that afraid of like them detecting it. Cause like uh. that's a little anxiety fucking kicking in right there. But like the way the world is going, like these big companies, you're not going to be able to like do that shit. They're going to catch no. you. And like, it's just like you're, you saved a lot of people fucking like, what is like, yeah, $200 when you're starting to make beats is a lot to buy FL studio. But like now thinking about where I am now and where you could possibly be, you're a Man. fucking millionaire. Two hundred dollars is fucking something you throw in the trash. Like, look, bro. I, I, I tell you this. I tell you this. And this is this is gonna be another video eventually this year. I did the math for my income six months before I made that video and six months after, <laughs> and ridiculous the growth that occurred. It wasn't subtle. I knew, like, you know how, like, when when you start seeing notifications pop up and you're like, damn, this has been a good week. Right. You yeah. kind of just ballparking it. Right. You might be seeing it and you're like, you don't know the exact number, but you're like, shit, I'm you cooking. Like, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're, like you, you're not looking at your analytics. You're not looking at your, you know, your your uh, your your monthly statement on on PayPal. But you're like, I'm cooking right now. When you have that feeling like I, I had that for six months and what it wasn't immediate. But what I can tell you is this. The moment that, you know, for folks who don't know, I made a video where basically um, FL or image line reached out to me. They said that. They saw a bunch of tutorials and I was selling a tutorial that had pirated FL studio. Right. Like a lot of producers out here. I mean, and they approached me. They were very nice about it. And they say, you know, look, you're going to have to take that course down or we're going to sue you. Right. And, and, and I say nice because they're probably used to a lot of producers giving them pushback. Right. Like I ain't got to pay you. I'm giving you free promotion. That's the argument. I came from the place of, you know what? I'm an asshole. How dare I use this program for as much as I've been using it, have the success I have, be teaching others how to use it and never pay for the damn thing. And it didn't dawn on me that no matter how much money ImageLine has made as a company, it didn't dawn on me that, yo, the same way I'm sitting up here hustling these beats to to create some financial freedom for myself and to be paid for the work that I put in. There are 
a, a team of, of 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 software coders that are hoping for the same, right? And mm. it took that experience before I saw it from the other perspective. And I'm like, you know what? As producers, we're like, I'm gonna speak for myself. I was being so fucking hypocritical. Like, how dare I say like all oh, these rappers are stealing my beats off of my page? And it's like, fool, the program you made the beats got you stole. So what do you? <laughs> so where, where do we draw the line, right? And and people yeah. were making all. Here's the thing that got me. I made a video where basically I was like, look, be careful out of here. Do not, do not pirate. I almost got sued. Thankfully, like they didn't do it. They didn't make me. They didn't make me make this video. I volunteered because I wanted to save a lot of people from going down this route. And it's the right thing to do from a karma standpoint. I had no idea the next six months of my career would be the most financially abundant, but that's what it became. Right. So now people are going to- That's so crazy to think bro, about that. Now, now look at this. Look at this. Look at how this plays out, right? Because I've built a relationship with them. They sent me the Akai Fire for free, and it's like, I, it's like it's hard to believe. I've been able to give away a free FL Studio. To be like one of the most known FL Studio pirating producers, it's not like the most beautiful thing, but it became the most beautiful thing. So- Seeing that now, a producer is going to look at that and say, what was his life before he made that video? Damn, he's in a five bedroom house. Damn, like, oh, wow. Like, look at his life after that. And they start seeing like the studio and all that. People are watching us, right? You and I make videos sometimes like kind of in a vacuum, but people are watching us, bro. They're watching us and, and we're having a really tremendous effect on their lives, sometimes more than we probably should have. But we do, you know, and, and I know a kid is looking at that and saying, I need to correct my my, my karma before I, I do I do more bad things, right? I, why am I struggling so much? Even like a producer more my age, why am I struggling so much? Maybe because I'm not paying for the very thing that I'm looking to make money from, and so uh, that small concept turned into a, a bit a bit of a movement now that the whole go legit hashtag go legit, and I'm seeing so many producers that are coming to me saying like, look, I bought my first copy of FL Studio because of you. That shit is fire to me. That 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 to me yeah. means more than any comment on my just YouTube. Buy it. Just buy like it, man. But see, look at your success, updates. man. You're proof of uh, it. You are living proof of it, you know? So fucking free updates, everything. <laughs> and then not having like knowing that you could hit somebody in customer service if something don't go right, that that's beautiful. You you want to be able to do that. And then also to like like you said, free updates for life. And it took me going down. I actually went to one of their, um, you know, one of the companies that uh, works with ImageLine. It's pretty much uh, the ImageLine family. But I went down and talked to them. It's a city in, in uh, California called Inglewood that I went to go talk to them. And they gave me the perspective. They said they said nobody talks about the 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 people who code this software. They spend hours and hours and hours on hand doing it. Right. We're not the cool guys. The producers are the cool guys using these this equipment, this software. He said, let me give you a scenario. He said, I'm going to not going to not going to disclose a name, but there's a, a coder, software coder who basically was sitting there designing this. This He was coding all day, all night. His wife had a had a job where she's making about fifty thousand dollars a month, but she was holding down all the bills to support him as he put together this VST. Right. And he's working on it. He's putting it together. He's designing it. And he keeps telling her, look, look, I, I'm not working a regular nine to five because, you know, this is going to be something. This is going like you believe in me. You believe in me. Let me work. And as he's doing this, he puts it together. Then finally, he presents it to his investors and they put it out. He says he wakes up the next morning and there's more YouTube videos about the software than there are actual sales. Yeah. Which which they figured out was because people had pirated that fast. 
right? Somebody got a got a probably got a you know a version of it that was like not for uh, resale, and then just started distributing it. And so this person ends up spending all these hours and time on something that gets stolen. And I said, who does that sound like? Sounds like producers. Spend all this time making beats only to have them stolen like that off of a SoundCloud. We have a lot more in common with the people behind the scenes than we we even know. So not to make the whole thing about that, but I, I tell you that getting that right changed everything. And that's not yeah, even a I was, dramatic thing. I was always super good about to like just keeping that type of shit in mind with like pirating and like all that stuff. I was always super good about like when I did sell a beat, like if I sold a manual beat and someone bought like the fucking unlimited rights, the beat still stayed in my site. Someone bought the right. wave. They still stay in my site. Trackouts is a hundred still stays in my site. If they buy that manually, cause I gave them a discount or they just like, I don't know. They just didn't use the store. And I just like sent them an invoice. Cause I just was whatever. Like I would always send like the splits to anyone I collabed with. You know what I mean? Right. Even though like, this person is probably never going to find out about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they went through you. I always fucking hit them up with the splits. And like, even at the times where you're like, not really like making as much money as like when I was selling beats, like super hard, I wasn't fucking doing like the YouTube shit. So it was, it was income was like a hustle. So it was, it was right. tough when I had to send away a hundred dollars or an exclusive was like 400, $500. Just to like split it in half, so it's like fuck, man. A thousand bucks just went to five hundred. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Just, just for like that karma, like I don't know. It's good, man, because I, I, the thing is, when you do what you're doing, not just your audience is watching. That's when you get approached by these companies, and and I thought this was gonna be brands like this is like brand. I thought it was going to be bad for my brand when it came to associating with um, with companies. But the, the truth of the matter was there weren't a whole lot of companies reaching out. I think it showed transparency, out. too. Yeah. Like, and then I they saw that I value what they do. Sure. They show, and they show yeah. that I value the other people and not just myself. I think a lot of a lot of producers, the nature of what we're doing and even the nature of YouTube in social media is all focused on 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 me 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 and that's a lot, that's part of the success right is being able to be transparent and tell your story but i think that when you're able to turn the lens off of yourself when you're able to use less of of i language and more we language uh these companies are looking and i'm telling you that's when um, a lot of my affiliates reached out to me that's when distro kid i built that relationship up that they found me because of the fl studio pirating video it's nuts how 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 it all all came together, but it came together. Yeah, I think it's good too when it comes to like the whole. When it comes to like the what you were saying, like people, you're getting mad people stealing beats or whatever. I think when it comes to that stuff too, there's a lot of that sh- type of shit that goes on in the music industry, either chasing people down for money or mm-hmm. oh someone used my beat and this and that and the other, like. This is this is why I sold beats. This is why I fucking don't really send out a lot of shit to artists. This is why I don't. This is why I want to create my own brand is because I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. And I just want to stay in the attack. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> there's like there's people that have used my beats. You know what I mean? There's people that have used my beats and not bought them. But like the time you waste trying to hunt those people down and, and trying to make them pay money and whatever is time that you wasted that you could have made another fucking 
500 bucks or what, you know what facts, I'm saying? Facts. Like all that time that you waste. And that's a lot. Of, that's something that people do too much is like dwell on like, oh, this person took my B. They still owe me this, this much money. And like, I don't know. It's just like, you got to stay in the attacking mode. And, and too, right. when it comes to like bills, like when my student loans started kicking in, mm. Like what, I wanted to cave heavy, heavy. and like, all right, fucking, I'm gonna stop eating. <laughs> right, <laughs> whatever like, it requires. I mean, right. At that time, like that's where I was at. But like in general, people tend to do that. Like, oh shit, fucking, I got an extra, I owe an extra whatever. Fucking turn the lights off. All don't turn the lights on in the house. Only use this light. Man. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like only use one piece of fucking toilet paper. Every right. time a scenario like that has happened in my life. I turned it from defense to fucking attack, and I think that everyone needs to fucking do that. Man. It's like instead of worrying about fucking turning the lights off, how about I make an extra fucking hundred bucks this month Man, and fucking have every light on in the house? You have no idea how how how. I mean, you probably do know the 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 weight of bars <laughs> that you just dropped right now. That. that yeah, you need to be rapping. The, the, the amount of bars you just gave right now. <laughs> Dude, I'll say you um, something after this. I'll say oh, you please do. Please do. But but what you just said right now holds so much weight, and it's something that, that I'm reminding myself of this year uh, or that I have already is that I have not set the bar high enough, right? Like my yeah. thing was when I thought about the amount of rent that I'm paying here, for a minute it had me a little bit like, a little Fuck, bit uneasy. Let's keep the lights off. <laughs> right, right. It had me. Well, I was still in the apartment at that time. I was like, man, can I really? Can is this something that's yeah. going to? No, I feel you. Be unwise because I'm only renting, right? I was like, is this unwise? But I tell you this, it makes you set the bar higher. When you got to, when you look at your 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 girl, your significant other, or your wife, like my my, my wife and my son, and I see how much they enjoy this space. It's not pressure. It's game fucking on. We have to go. Like, there is no other choice. I love this. This place is a castle for me, right? For somebody, they may be like, that that ain't that big if you really, I don't care. This is 3,000 square feet of heaven for me right now. And I have to make sure that I do whatever it is that is a necessity to not only maintain it, but thrive in this environment. And I came up with a number and I said, this is how much money I need to make in order for this to be easy. And I was like, that's. That's a pretty low figure for what I, I know that I'm capable of doing, right? And, and and I started doing the math, and you know I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone's 10x rule. Um, I, I times it times 10, and I said I'm going to put in the work and uh, go after this new figure, and that figure scares me. That figure makes me nervous, but it excites the hell out of me because I know that it's I know that it's possible, and I know that if I work as hard as it requires to get to that number, I'll fully surpass the other number. So yeah. that, that's where I'm at with You're, it. What, what is the rule? Times 10 from the amount of money you have to make or from Absolutely. the amount of money that... So yeah, if, if, if you money. tell yourself, I'm going to make, you know, uh, you know, $1,000 a month, right? Somebody who's like a producer coming up saying, I make $1,000 a month. Instead of saying $1,000 a month is your goal and instead of going after that and only making 700 and 800 because you put in just enough work to get right below that and being disappointed and feeling like a failure, go after $10,000 and the work that you're going to have to put in, the amount of creativity that you're going to have to come up with. Because the first question is, well, that sounds that sounds easy. That sounds uh, easy for you, Curtis, but I don't have a business. Well, guess what? Now you're going to have to have to ask more challenging questions, right? How do I make $100 a day? What do I have that is worth this amount? 
how how many people would I have to talk to on Instagram? Like you were talking about earlier, Carl, like who, how many people do you have to talk on Instagram in order to make that a lot happen? Of people. You, you know what I'm <laughs> a saying? Lot but of fucking people. But that's what I'm saying, though. That somebody's listening to your story and saying, "All right, game on." Like 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 David people Goggins said, right? Every day saying like they sent me their fir- <laughs> they sold their first beat because of what and you like, told them to do, man. Yeah, from Instagram, bro. Like David Goggins always says, he's in front of military. He's like, "Roger that. That's my new shit this year. Roger that." Okay, we got to make this amount a year, this amount this month. Roger that. I don't care how ridiculous yeah. it sounds because it only sounds ridiculous to people who are not playing at that level. It only sounds ridiculous to them. To people who are like have never seen that amount of money in their life, it only sounds ridiculous to them. But you get around people who have set the bar higher, and it's not even about setting the bar higher. They're just that's their way of life. That's their default. You'll you'll naturally elevate your game, and I it's think like, it's, it's now like a that video point. game, man. I always like relate things to video games, but it's like, it's like a video game. You start off with fucking any video game, GTA, mm-hmm. fucking golf, golf, whatever on golf, <laughs> Tiger Woods golf, phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, you start off with like no money, and you're playing these little small little games, tournaments, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing these small little things, and you're like a hundred fucking coins is like ridiculous at the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're playing the game for a couple of weeks. This is like when you're a kid and you're playing the game the whole time. Like you're playing the game for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden you're fucking buying things for like a hundred thousand <laughs> coins and like Money you got forty six million coins in your fucking bank <laughs> and it's like nothing. You know what I mean? And you for, and then you're like, Oh shit, remember when we like couldn't buy this little shitty mm-hmm. ass thing? Mm-hmm. It's just all perspective and like the bar set um, higher, man. And and and, and I that, pray, man. I, I I pray that producers look at your channel. They look at the work that you're doing. They see they see. Here's the thing about it. When I look at your channel and I look at the amount of videos that you have there, none of this is by mistake. Right. There may have been some luck that you see from your perspective. Like, damn, I'm glad that took off because this wasn't a guarantee. But you put the work in. And I hope that producers are seeing the work that you put in, the work that I've put in, the work that these folks like Busy Works Beats put in and realize that success was not an optional thing. This had to happen. Amount of time you spend yeah. making videos, and amount of time you spend editing, and then on top of that, you have the nerve to still have a career <laughs> and get sleep, right, and have a family life, and still, you know, like, and the fact, like, you don't have no idea how much more respect I have. I already had a higher level of respect for you, but knowing now too, like, how how much you're there for your mom, like, I, that's a soft spot for me because of how much I oh, love my I, mom. I kind of like low key. I'm not going to do this because, like, this is weird. But yeah. It's just, like, not what I would do. But, like, if someone was following me around with a camera all day, mm-hmm. they'd be like, dog, what the fuck? How the fuck are you pulling this off right now? Mm. Like, it's just I've, just, I've just lived in, like, like, I'm putting out videos every other day, intricate fucking videos, vlogs, running a fucking business, right. doing all this shit. Right. And at the same time fucking the past couple of years it's a lot easier now that we have moved into this better house right for random reasons but like um because now i'm kind of in control of this environment a little bit more but like yeah it was fucking but, it, there could have been a movie on it easily i mean man. there's still there still could be a, the movie's still going you know what i mean yeah absolutely still, still like, adding she chapters broke, she tour, broke her you... leg like she fucking i'm a fucking nurse now like you know what i'm saying like i could be a full-time nurse now (laughs) and 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 that i hope that that makes the person that that is looking at you and 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 they have these shallow 
you know, feelings towards you. Like, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta knock him off. Like, I gotta, I gotta go for his throne. I hope that makes you feel like the asshole you are. Because when you look at this, <laughs> I like, don't think not, any not, of those people are listening. Not, you know, I, you, but you know they are. You know they are. They, they can't. They, they love. They're the biggest fans. They're the, they're the biggest ones. They won't say they are, but those are the ones that are most critical of your work. And if your stuff slips any, and I know they are on my head. And I, you know what? I've learned to appreciate them for the assholes they are. I appreciate them because they keep me on top of my game. And I literally will will change my shirt because I know that one of them is getting ready to say something crazy. But you know what? Let me present my best self at all times. But those folks don't realize that the reason why they can never be better than you is because their whys are different from your whys. Their why is to be, you know, because they look up to you so much, they want to outdo you and show themselves that they can be better than you. Your why is a lot more leveled in something completely different. Like they have no idea what makes up your life aside from your business and you still made it fucking happen bro like it, it's it, it's an inspiration and, and i think when people realize they all the excuses they make for themselves that doesn't fucking matter Dude, it you blows get it done. i have such a crazy um because i was always critical of myself like getting things done and whatever right but now it's like ridiculous like when i see someone fucking like just kind of hanging out and like watching <laughs> tv even right. for 10 minutes right like, dude can we fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Like, let's do um, something. It's time to fucking go. We gotta be doing something. Like, I was already kind of that way, and now it's just like ridiculous. Like, bro, I started yeah. editing my video this morning at noon. My mm-hmm. and like before that, woke up at fucking eight. Um, my sister did the meds this morning, and go downstairs. My sister usually does stuff in the morning. I'm, she, my mom's sleeping. Watch my mom. Whatever, whatever. Right. Um, fucking. I had from noon till 2.30. To, my sister leaves for work at 2.30. 2.30, it's over. I had two and a half hours to edit the whole video. Wow. Not to mention, I edited the whole video, recorded an Instagram video, edited that and showered before <laughs> she bro, left. Bro, it's, that, but see, that what by any means And then necessary. went down and took care of her the rest of the night. And like, fucking, now I'm here doing a podcast, a half an hour. Dog, I have my bowl of fucking what I <laughs> ate for dinner. I was cooking while taking care of her. Right. Brought the bowl upstairs, crushed it 15 minutes, recording the podcast at 9.30. Now it's midnight, waking up in the end the next morning to and, do and, it all and, over again. And no matter what you're doing, you're always operating at an optimal level, bro. And, 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 I, and I think that that, you know. And that, I procrastinate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we all do. I, I think I think that's that's probably the biggest challenge that a lot of producers that are going to become, that that will one day do this for a living, they don't realize that, the biggest obstacle is not, you know, what do I do when this happens to my business? The biggest obstacle is, fuck, I have more free time than I've ever had in my life. Like, yeah. like shit, what am I going to do today? Right? I've done, I've done, you know, done a gazillion videos. I've done, a, I've made a bunch of beats. What am I going to do today? I have a whole, I have, I can do whatever I want with my day. Right? And, and they don't realize that the sacrifices that you make throughout the years, like they're not about, you don't do this for any, any awards or any kind of like pat on the back. You do this because it's a necessity to get it done. And and, and for me, like when I say like, I, I didn't have a television for many years. Like I wasn't watching TV. I, I didn't have cable myself. Like in my office, I'd never have cable in there because it's like, I, yeah. I'm here to work. I'm here to work. Even when I was making beats in San Bernardino and one of the biggest, like, like, like murder capitals of, of uh of the inland empire when i was living out in this uh, this one bedroom apartment with three adults and i'm sitting here in a cubby hole making beats and, and literally I, I caught my laptop frankenstein because it didn't have a neck 
Like the damn thing would swivel and fall off to the floor if I didn't hold it up with a book. And I'm sitting here on, in my crazy. headphones, grinding away, making these beats and literally not knowing when I'm going to get my next beat sale or get any money. And I can't afford toilet paper. And I'm sitting up here having to not to be too, too graphic, but wiping my ass with notebook paper. And anybody's ever <laughs> done that, you know how much that hurts. And uh, or you take a thoughts. shower every time you take a oh, shower. Oh man, yeah, I, I couldn't. I've done man, that it was, I, you know what? That's that was a level that, that was no matter how bad though. it got, I feel you. No matter how bad it get, I just couldn't do it. And my and my homie who was living with me could do it, and I was like, I just it's something about the water and the shit crumbs hitting your ankle into the flow. <laughs> I just it just it just bothered me. But anyways, not to get too crazy in that, but I'm just giving people a glimpse of it, like you know, being able to go and make $15 from a beat that I probably should have sold for a hundred and hundreds of dollars more just to go yeah. get like a value box from D Del Taco and split it between three homies. And now we got burrito, bean and cheese burritos for the next two days and diarrhea, you know, because that's not good for you to do that. But these the move, are the things. The move was buying groceries, dude. That's the oh, fucking move. Man. Trader Joe's in Florida, they had a dollar for a dozen eggs. Oh, oh man. I used to spend 20 bucks up. a week on groceries. <laughs> a, a dollar fucking dozen eggs Yikes. and a couple things of chicken. Just plain chicken and eggs. I wish. That's all I'd eat. I wish. We had a liquor store next, next door because I didn't have a car at the time. My car got repoed, and I, we had to walk across the street to this liquor store. And it was one of the liquor stores where, like, they sold milk, but they weren't supposed to be selling milk. Like, that's not what you're there for. <laughs> They're called a liquor store, right? It's not a convenience store. It's a liquor store. And we went in there, and they had milk. i never forget it. My, my, my boy, he's, like, very – he's used to the trenches. Like, I, I, I was used to it a bit. He's a little bit – too much more used to it. He took a sip of it, and I could literally smell, like, the, the molded smell from the container. And then he was like, hmm, not that bad. I'm like, we got to do better than this shit. I can't do this. I don't want to. I remember like uh, one more story from, from going to the liquor store. I got my first placement with Mac Mac 10 and Glasses Malone. And it was in a double XL where my name got mentioned. Glasses Malone. Child. Right. Glasses Malone. Glasses Malone. Right. So so I got my first placement, got my first little check or whatever. I, I couldn't even enjoy that check because the first month that I got it, they spelled my name wrong. And by the time I got the correction, we uh, my mother and I and sisters got evicted from our apartment. That's when I moved to San Bernardino. But literally that money, the majority of the money went to a PR that I tried to pay for. That is a whole story. But aside from that, I didn't get I didn't really enjoy the money like I wanted to. I remember being so broke when that song came out, that album came out, that I went to the liquor store, found the double XL magazine. I'll never forget it. Opened it up to the end of the pages where they used to get like the five mics and the source. And um, it's a source magazine. I'm sorry. And, and I took a picture of it with my flip phone. <laughs> And then um, the liquor store guy looked at me like, why, why are you taking a picture of it? And I was like, man, that's my name. He's like, you're not Curtis King. He's like, if you're if you're Curtis King, like you wouldn't be taking a picture. You'd be buying this. And like my homie was like, you know what? I'm going to just buy this for you because I'm not going to let him like disrespect you like that. And so literally I couldn't afford the magazine. My name was in um, understanding and, and, and still having my feet very close to that mud that it was in. It humbles me. And it also makes me very grateful for where things are at. And people think like, oh, man, who do you compete with? Who are you? I'm not checking for nobody. I'm not competing with nobody. I'm, I'm literally trying to be a better version of myself than I was before because I know where I came from. And, and, and it, it's when you take a moment to reflect, and I'm sure that you have your moments in between the grind, you look up and you're like, shit, I really did that. Like, I really did that. Yeah.
What do you think? What do you think kept you going? Because like like you were saying earlier, like I've seen people that are like like I have a lot of followers. Like I've they're always I follow some of them, right. and like I've seen people that are like fucking eighteen years old that go, "That's it, I'm I'm I quit. I'm I done. can't. I'm not. I'm." Uh, they make like an announcement that they're done making music, <laughs> which right. I don't understand. But like, what do you think? kept you going to get to the point where you're at right now where you have the most value you've probably in control of your like music business life that probably you've ever had right like, what do you think kept you going to this point i to keep it simple because i don't want to get too much into where i think people think i would go with a question like this yeah. i just kept fucking going Dude, Even when it was the <laughs> that's stupid. what I say, dude. Man. This, I always say, I'll, I'll let you go in a second. I, I yeah, always yeah, say, yeah. if you're going up, like, I always say, if you're trying to run up a, a hill and get to the top of the hill, mm-hmm. it's like, even if you're fucking pissed and you're slipping on rocks and you're fucking, <laughs> everything is getting fucked up. Yeah. As long as you keep going and keep yeah. running up the hill, you're going to get to the top. You're just going to be like, damn, why was I so pissed? Man. Like, slow, I'm here now. Slow, you know slow I mean? is better than stop. Slow is better than stop. Yeah, exactly. Bro, like you hit it on the head. Like if you going up that mountain and and you're you're the only one, like there's a point in time in the beginning of your career where you're all gun ho. Like you got so much energy, you're loving this. And then you get in the industry and the industry starts beating you down a little bit, right? And you're like, man, this shit ain't cool, but I'm not stopping. Like that's not even a question. And then it gets to a point where life has beat you up so much, you have to question whether or not you're stopping. And when you can look yourself right in the face, beat up, bruised, you know, uh, uh, your face is jacked up. You don't even recognize who you are. And you're like, I still don't plan on fucking quitting. The answer is still no. I'm going to keep going even if you're crawling. And I think a lot of people don't get to that point because what they realize is that they want it. Going back to what we talked about before, all they wanted was all they wanted was for enough people to say you're doing a good job. All they Mm -hmm. wanted was the perceived love that going to a show, even if it's like a a show with five people, them people, those five people raising their hands and and, and doing the hip hop hands to your music. That was all you wanted. That's what you really wanted yeah. in this. It wasn't the, you know, a, a, a platinum. It, was none fucking, of, it, was, it wasn't, it, the it wasn't none of that fucking. shit, bro. It was literally the, the <laughs> like, if you think about a five layer bean dip, it was literally the sour cream. That's all they wanted was a sour <laughs> cream. And so a lot of folks, man, like they, they, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. You'd realize what you really your real purpose is. But a lot of folks are in this and they're just staying by default, but they're not they're not growing like any like Tony Robbins always says if you're not growing you're dying like anything that's not growing is literally dying and a lot of producers are convinced that they're because they spent four or five years or they keep going I got 15 years that they're growing and I'm sure on some level you're improving but uh, it doesn't mean you're growing there's a lot of people out here who are who are scientifically dead (laughs) you know from the standpoint of their career because they're, they're not there's no progression in it. They're stagnant. They're staying where they're at. So I'll tell you, there is no secret to this shit except for even when it's idiotic, even when it's stupid, even when everybody around you that you trust is telling you that you should quit this shit. You making the decision to keep going is the most important decision that you will ever make. What kept me going? I don't know most of the time, but I I, 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 I leached on to sometimes it was artificial. Sometimes it was Red Bulls. 
right? Sometimes it was some dumbass meme that I found on Instagram or Tumblr at the time, right? Sometimes it was just that that picture that said, keep going. Or sometimes it was a, a, a meme that said something like, I didn't come this far just to come this far. That's all I needed, right? And so mm. for you got to figure out what it is for yourself that, that kind of gets you going. And sometimes it's a combination of artificial and the real deal and the natural. And, and for me, man, it's, it's not no major secret to it. I watched so many people around me that were popping, that had this shit going on, that just... Remember 50 Cent said, damn, homie, in high school, you was a man, homie. What the fuck happened to you? Like, yeah. that is real life with this. That, that is this career. That, that is music. Yeah. You're going to meet, like, producers. You're going to meet so many rappers that are going to be so Hollywood when it comes to you wanting to work with them. They don't have the time of the day for you. And one day, because you kept going, you may have a YouTube channel. You may have a following on Instagram or I Twitter. Mean, that's something that motivates me, too. Oh, it's man. Like, have like the people that I mean, granted my beats are probably fucking trash and I was sending them to them. <laughs> but like just people that like, you know, I was on tour, I was the opener's fucking DJ mm-hmm. that made a couple beats, you know? Like so I was on a bunch of random tours. You're always like I was hanging out with super duper Kyle. I was fucking with G Easy fucking I don't know if you're with a bunch of fucking people like doing cool shit. Right. And you're kind of like the dude not really doing anything. You're kind of like the dude that's like a DJ. But I'm like in my head, I'm like, fuck, like I'm like super fucking creative. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, and just like, man, I, now, you, now you got a spot on, bro. Like I, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that a lot of the things that are being said are being said within this podcast because uh, the people are looking for this secret. And this is another reason why I had to control my social media time. This is me speaking personally, just like really being transparent with you in this podcast, but why I controlled it. Cause I realized like everybody's fighting over the same, you know, uh, it's almost like somebody has a cookie on a, on a hook, like, and they're just dangling it in front of all of us. And all of us are dangling. All of us are fighting, not even fighting, but we're, 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 we're trying to push to get this low hanging cookie when it's like, fuck that. I want to be on the other, other end of the hook. Like I want to be able to have the power to, to, to determine whenever I eat that cookie. And I feel like when it comes to social media, a lot of it is like, uh, you know, uh, ego measuring. A lot of that stuff is so much about, you know, my popularity here. And it's not to say there's not good things about it, but it's such a massive distraction from getting the actual results that we want. When I took time off, of, so I took 30 days off of social media and I saw my business grow. I, did, I didn't get away from social media because it's still an addiction, but I, it opened my eyes up and I said, yo, I could do this shit without social media if I wanted to. Now, would it be at its max? Probably not. Right. You know, probably not initially. It's going to take some time. But if I can find a healthy balance or if I can find a way to spend less time and hire some, you know, social media managers or get somebody to create content for me or repurpose my content, I can have the so same Gary experience as somebody. Yeah, exactly. How Gary Vee does. And he's he still in anything. But you know what? As much All as he, he does twi- is read comments about to say as much as he twitches, I know he spends time on that phone. As much as you see him in interviews twitching, that's yeah. somebody who drinks a lot of coffee. And, and, and I'm speaking from experience. He speaks. He drinks a lot of coffee, a lot of caffeine. And and he does a lot of uh, uh, looking at that cell phone. And so, so one part of that is an addiction. Maybe it's not the actual posting, but that's the thing about it. You know, not all of us are made to be Gary V. 
Ryan, I was, I was, I was watching uh, this Alex Becker video, and, and he kept saying yeah, he was like, he's just like a different breed, man. He's a different he's breed, like, bro. And 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 we all convinced we like we because we're in the space of social media, and we do want to build up an audience and build up customers that we're in the same business. And it's like, no, Gary V is not in the same business as as an entrepreneurial music producer just because it has entrepreneur in his, his title. His business is to be what he, what he is visually for us, right? To show yeah. us examples of what we can do, but. Not every personality type is made that way, right? It's like everybody wearing the same size hat. No, that's fitted caps. There's a reason there's a seven point five, like from my big ass head, and there's an eight, right? And, and there's a there's a, a four point three for the for smaller. Like there's a reason for that, because not every hat is meant to fit. Not even a one size fits all. We got different Velcro straps for that. So my thing is this: you got to figure out your personality type, and you got to figure out, you know, am I more of a Bill Gates or am I more of you know, uh, of a Gary V. If you love being in yeah, front of the camera, do it. You know, but self 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 awareness is fucking really important. Man. Like self, like knowing what the fuck you want. And I think that comes from just doing stuff too, and like doing sure. stuff and be like, all right, man. Like when I went on tour, it's like that eighty twenty rule I was talking about. When I mm-hmm. went on tour, I was like, dude, I need to fucking lock myself in a room for a fucking week after this. Like I cannot be around anyone else. And I went on like what my longest one was like a three and a half week tour okay and same so i went out to la i was able to get like six days to go out to la in october and i filmed a bunch of videos and um just like up in like the hills area just like an airbnb um kind of near like you know internet money right kind of right. near the internet money house right right and just like and just like whatever and i was like isolated like up in the hills near, like near the hollywood sign kind of area i was mm-hmm. walking around every every morning like east coast time waking up super early because like i'm on east coast time so i was waking up at like six going for a run every morning and it was super isolated but there was just something about um there was just something about i was like damn i kind of want like because the hills is all fucking condensed there's how like although it's like sick and great views like this house is right next to each other you know what i mean yeah i was like i don't want to live next to all these people like i know who i am from doing tons of things and it's both doing things that are fucking sick and you realize you like mm-hmm. and also trying things that you don't know what's going to happen and you realize man i'm never doing this again <laughs> you know yeah what I mean? man like i don't fucking go out i don't drink i don't fucking do that shit anymore but i did it all through college but what did that that just caused me fucking problems and i had nothing to worry about in college <laughs> so yeah, like it man. didn't even matter when i got out and you're going out because you're just in the same rhythm it's just like, all right, this is like making me fucking depressed. And like, I think you just have to do a bunch of stuff. Like, dude, the, I, if I could fucking go back in a weird like fucking time machine or something like in the movie Click and like view my life, there would be a lot of fucking random things that I could pull up on a fucking TV screen <laughs> where I was like, dude, remember this? Yeah. What the fuck was I doing this day? Why did I drive all the way there to fucking do this? You right, know what I mean? Like, right, right. There's oh, so man. many Let's times not like that. Let's get started on those where you, 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 you had your... But this, those are so important. They are important, you, yeah. You don't even know what's <laughs> happening, but you learn so much about yourself and maybe even pick up a new skill that you use the next time or you learn... All right, I'm not gonna do this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, how, you know how many studio sessions? Because when I, you know, when I was living in the IE, how many studio sessions I went to LA that took me two hours in traffic to get to, only to get oh. to the studio session, still on time, to find out the artist left the studio, 
and oh. is not has no plans of coming back. So I literally brought my whole yeah. station with me, sat in traffic, and then you know. But you you gotta get slapped up sometimes by life and yeah, by this industry do. before you realize. You know what? Not only am I never doing that again, but I am I am aggressively going i'm aggressively separating from the herd and when i get to my destination they're gonna all come to me that's why i love about the the tech nine story like tech nine said people kept telling him man when you when are you gonna like you know go mainstream he was like tech nine won't go mainstream mainstream will go tech nine and then that's exactly what happened you know when you think about him being invited to uh, a little wayne album with andre 2000 on the song right like you're you're being invited off of your own you know, being in your own world, making your, you know, making a, a, a buttload amount of money to the point where I'll give you a story. When when, when Murs and I did the song Lemon Lemon uh, Lemon Juice, right? And it's a song that, you know, was released on Strange Music as a single. I was rapping on it and we made this song. Uh, Murs flew me out to Kansas City because he was still signed to Strange Music. And I went and I had a chance to go see Strange Land and, and just see how inspiration that was. Like, this is literally an independent album, not independent album, independent label for those that don't know, that has acres and acres upon acres of land that they own. Right. Off as independent label. This independent label has buildings. They call it Strange Land that have offices. They have studios. Uh, with all state of state of the art equipment, I mean, you're talking about SSL boards that are all digital, right? That that literally mm -hmm. are touchscreen. You're talking about uh, a state of the art kitchens. You're talking about when they when they do music videos, they have a room that is specifically for their film crew. Yes, their film crew. They don't hire outside. They have film, video directors that literally can make a treatment for you, present it to you, and then shoot it, and they have a a, a a a crew that creates a stage for you right then and there. So I'm watching all of this in, in front of me and, and I'm watching, you know, I see a Met Tech 9, chopped it up with him and had the chance to see it in motion. And I, I, when I saw this and I saw that they had their own car wash on their own premises, right? They have all <laughs> their merchandise in their own buildings and people are making, people are, are, are packaging up their merchandise and separating it for, like they literally are employing the city. This is what killed me, bro. This is what ultimately killed me when I heard about this. There was a time where there was a certain bridge that separated Strangeland from the other part of the city that had all the food. And they got tired of literally driving around around the city to get to this other part of land. They financed a bridge in Kansas City that in order that that, in, that enabled them to get to the food faster. Not only did they make that bridge for Strangeland, they made that bridge for the rest of the city so that they would finally have a bridge that bridge these two parts of the city together without having to go around it to want to talk about pool talk about power i saw that and i and and i'm telling you bro like i, I the, the whole time i was there i spent time off of the internet and um it made me realize what i really want out of this life yeah and, and social media fame is beautiful like to a certain degree but i had to ask myself Shit, is it more than that and when i saw the more i was like yo if i gotta stay off this damn thing for a year i'd do it I do it if I can pop up like a like one of the uh, you know how they're doing it or how how you know just the most successful people who have results they don't spend their time how we spend our time and I and, and this is not this conversation is not for everybody but I'm saying it to plant the seed in in the small percentage of folks out there that are like I hear you Kurt this is what I want to get you don't have to 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 adjust to the mold because your favorite producer is doing it you got to create your own hieroglyphics yeah. No, I feel you. 
I feel you, dude. This has been a long podcast. <laughs> and I, I know you drain, man. You, you had a long day yourself, bro. But I, I, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. I got, I, I got one more question to ask you. So sure. I usually ask, I said that near the end of every one of these podcasts. And this can be for a rapper or producer, okay. rappers and producers. Rap, rappers and producers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there it is. Um, the final question is someone that is listening to this podcast, someone that finds this podcast, finds my channel, finds your channel, just started watching this week, we'll say, mm-hmm. and goes, oh, shit, I'm going to download the demo FL Studio. This is tight. I want to make beats. I want to be a producer, rapper. I want to make music. Okay. What would you tell them to do? Like, how? What would? what's your best advice for starting? Like, what would you tell them to do tomorrow? Copy what you like. Copy everything that you like until you hate it. Copy it, emulate it, and do it until you start hating elements of it. Right? When I first started making beats, I'll give you an example. One of my favorite producers was uh, Just Blaze, right? Just Blaze is known as a mat, like a magical sample-based producer that had these amazingly live and present drums. And he had like some of the greatest drum work that I was a fan of. Just Blaze? Just Blaze, right? I would sit with the loop. <laughs> I sat with a loop on one of his beats. I forget what beat it was, but I sat there with a loop. One of my favorite beats from him, I remember. And I I, I copied every element from the swing down to the texture of the instrument, down to the pitch. And I finally had yeah. the loop, right? And then I muted the, the, the loop that I was emulating and I listened to mine and I was like, it's pretty similar. Then I started to, to nitpick the things that I didn't like about my new loop. And then what I realized mm. was this, I don't like Just Blaze's hi-hats. Now that sounds yeah. <laughs> pretty like that sounds pretty uh forward for somebody who's not anywhere near Just Blaze's level but when you start figuring those things out you start to find your sound. So for a rapper, yeah. for a rapper who's out here and you're trying to rap and, and and you're trying to figure out a way to rap on beat but everything that you do keeps coming out more conversation or more like Blueface for example, there lies <laughs> somewhere your style. My question is, do you have the audacity and the balls to claim it? Mm. Right. Because it's not just the it's not the best rappers that are making it right. If if you look at the rappers that are the most successful and I never rag on anybody. Right. Because everybody has their own lane. It's not the most successful producers. It's not even the most talented. Excuse me. Not the most talented producers that become the most successful. It's the ones that have the body language that aligns with everything that they're doing. If they believe that they're the best and it looks like they believe that they're the best, you believe it because you believe the conviction. Right. Even if you're not a fan of it, you're like, well, he's the best at doing what he does with that type of music. So for 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 the producers and and the rappers, like whatever you fall upon, whatever sound that come out, if you got to emulate it and say you hate it, do it. But eventually, when you find your sound, people are going to nitpick at it and tell you all the reasons why it's not going to work in your head. You got to say, fuck them. And you got to just do that shit and do it so much that people go from hating it to saying, you know what? It's not that good, but that guy works really hard. So I got respect for his his work ethic. And it goes from work ethic to, you know what? After some more time with it, he seems like he's kind of mastering that style. I still don't like it, but he, he he's pretty knowledgeable about it. It goes from knowledgeable to oh shit, like he might actually have something going on here. Like he's he growing a following and like he's actually getting some momentum. 
to the point where they're starting the to call you a genius. Is, Yo, let me get a feature. Exactly. <laughs> right there. The same people that, that, that Gary, uh, I'm sorry, Grant Cardone always says, he says, he says, outwork your haters until they ask if you're hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right there. That applies right here to producers and rappers. Like, there's so many people who are going to tell you, and it's crazy because there's going to be people who never never played a, a, a key or instrument in their damn life are going to tell you how to be a better producer. Oh, man, your beats suck because of this and that. And there's some, there's some, you know, some gems sometimes, but most times they don't know. Why? Because nobody knows what your Wikipedia page, I always use Wikipedia as an example because it's just so universal. Nobody knows what your Wikipedia page is going to look like who you met, what yeah. age you met them, how it popped off for you. Like if 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 a if a year from now, like Kyle is literally one of the biggest independent artists, it would not shock me. The conviction in which you Ooh. are operating that. <laughs> I'm saying it and 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 and, and I and, and I pray that I'm speaking that into existence. You know what I mean? Like you've seen it, you've met the people who are elite within this and you know that it's doable. You know that it that it that it's within your grasp. A year from now, we're speaking that you guys do not forget this conversation. Do not forget that it's not the people who are the tightest, not the most lyrical rappers, obviously not nowadays. It's not the producer that knows about all the VSTs. It's the one that had the audacity to keep going and 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 yeah. and, and, and stand behind their at. brand, bro. Just fucking do it. I think I'm super creative, but like I'm not a fucking master at anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was collabing with people in LA, it's like, oh shit, this dude is fucking... Like, I was with Ramzoid and Mai, and we did a video together. And I was with all the Internet Money Kids, and we did a video together. Right. I was like, damn, these dudes are nice at fucking... Right. <laughs> <laughs> these dudes are nice at producing. And I can make... Some of my beats are fucking lit, you know what I mean? Right, but like, right. You just see certain things, and you're like, damn, this dude like, knows all the fucking mixing things and my shit's <laughs> clipping like you know what i mean like whatever oh well man um, you in the room you was in the room for a reason that, shit you know what i mean <laughs> exactly that, that's the perfect advice though dude that, like i was just thinking about it like that's literally what i did mm. is like i because i always say recreate beats and that's what i did i was one of the one of the ones i remember is like a logic beat uh i forget which fucking beat it was it was like a couple years ago the album he put out okay um 44 bars or is that that's a new one i forget i don't know i forget but uh i re i found the sample i looked it up on some website found the sample and like lay the sample down eq'd it the same way it was eq'd mm -hmm. and then i switched up like some shit like you said like i switched up i think i switched up the way he sampled the sample mm. and I made it in my own way because i liked it better because like i used the first part and then the, the little when it looped that fourth time and like went into like the next part of the hook or whatever, I like did something different or whatever the fuck I did. Right. And uh, like, that's exactly like, that's per that's perfect advice. Cause that's exactly what I did. And I didn't even realize it until you just said that, man, it's, but you, you, but, but the thing about it is who would have known that, that it would have turned into what it, what it is today for you, you know, but I, like you said, what you said earlier, just keep going. Like, as many producers out there that want to DM me and DM DM Cal, like like I'm, I don't know how you are about that, but I'm at the point now where, I, I if I sat there and I responded back to every single person, you know, as much as I used to be able to Take do that, the rest of your life, <laughs> man, that part, and then also too, I'm taking away from the people who have already put their money where their mouth is, right? Are they they yeah. they've dedicated in some way? They have brought value to what I am doing because don't get it twisted. What we're doing is an exchange. Right. Not, not, none of us are just giving advice because of the goodness of our heart. At some point in time, this has to pay the bills on some level. 
you know, and, and some people will do it for the love. People who do it for the love are broke. OK. And 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 that I cannot stand that philosophy. Do it for the love, bro. No, people who, who yell that are generally people who are insecure by the notion of money because they don't feel like they're going to be able to make money off of what they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, eh. you're, if you're providing value, I did like a VIP thing, like a mentorship for like a month. But honestly, like I, I still have a peop- couple of people that are still like members, like 50 bucks a month. I right. announced it in one video, didn't promote it anywhere else because I knew I wasn't going to be able to fucking handle it and got like 14 people to sign up. It was so fucking overwhelming. Right. But I will say like 99% of those people like got a lot out of it in our fucking you know what i mean like they create a lot out of it and like just in the general form of like making money is like this goes for all fucking content creators in general like you got to make money or else there's going to be no more content (laughs) you know what i mean how about the flip side of this you it is your responsibility it is your responsibility to your family to the future of your business to find a way to generate income in this. It's your responsibility. It's not it's no longer yeah. the thing that you should do. Oh, I, I I guess I should be making money off. No, this is what you you your responsibility because all that time y'all are spending spending time making beats and you can't be spending it with your family. They're still they're still growing, right? Or people are still kind of, you know, like, like I look at my son, all the time that I spend making music, I gotta be able to duck out and go 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 play with my son and just and just talk to him, right? He he don't understand nothing that's going yeah. on, but that has value to me and value to him. That's what really matters, right? So I think it's lit though, cause like I mean, we both came from the beat selling world, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's how we both kind of came up, is by making a living, going week to week, selling beats, and like generated your first fucking sustainable income really from that like oh that's how i was anyways and like so now it's all good man <laughs> i'll fucking sell some t-shirts now and call myself a producer <laughs> yeah man i, I bro I, even it, though it, i don't have any shirts out <laughs> it's all good that's that's the beauty of uh websites like printful man that's a whole other conversation but uh, i i just gotta say thank you man thank you for inviting me in, in you know to the podcast and extending the podcast out this long i know you've had a long day it's I, the I, longest one in the man. history of the fucking podcast but what better Easily. what better time but you know when our worlds collide i i wouldn't expect anything different and anybody knows that they asked me to be on their podcast if i say yes it's about to be long-winded but i i'm grateful for the opportunity <laughs> man and, and uh man continue to keep building the way that you're building because it, it is an inspiration to us all you know no matter how successful any of us come we are inspired by one another man this is what makes it a community so uh thank you for what you um where can any of my followers that don't already follow you or know who you are or whatever where can they go follow you youtube whatever instagram so podcasts yeah yeah i'm I'm most active on youtube I'm, i'm getting my podcast back revved up soon but uh curtis king tv curtis king tv is two s's c u r t i s s k i n g tv is where you find all of my video content, first and foremost. Uh, secondly, you can go to my social media. I'm not spending a whole lot of time. Right now, iPhone says I can only spend an hour and a half on my social media, so you're probably not going to get a response there. Uh, uh, YouTube is probably the best, um, as well as um, email. You know, send me an email, curtisking at gmail.com. Don't spam me. Don't be spamming me no music. Uh, but you know, ask questions. Sometimes I, I got them on here. Send him an email. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, just just uh, 
hit me up. Hit me up on one of those avenues, CurtisKingBeats.com is where I have courses, like I have an FL Studio course, I have a music producer website course. For those of you that kind of experienced that that B-Star situation, uh, you're seeing the value of having your own website just in case something happens with one of your pro pages. So uh, if you go to CurtisKingBeats.com, I have courses up there and uh, all that good stuff. But for the most part, man, just continue to cook, you know, leave time to consume stuff from us, but... If you're not putting it into action, you're wasting your time. So I, I wish all the producers here the absolute best. Let's get it, bro. I appreciate you being on here. And um, the longest podcast yet. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> I'm Thanks trying to keep this record. Through, I'm going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, hey, how about this? When, when you pop off in the next year, you'll come back on the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to have you on my podcast. So. Uh, either way, man, I appreciate the exchange of energy and the conversation. And, you know, I, I now, now I get to add you and, and moms and, and your family to my prayers as well, bro. And I mean that. So uh, I'm always here, man. And, and, and anybody out there, just, you know, j- just realize that, it, you know, stop listening to the guy that says, I'm on a beach. See that house back there? That's my house. <laughs> listen, listen less to those and, and consume those that you actually have a connection with. Is a reason what you guys are here where you're at right now. So continue to do great things. And uh, yeah, I'm always a hard way. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It was a long one. I told you to buckle up. I told you to buckle down. Maybe it took you two days. Maybe it's six months from now and you started it six months ago and you kept skipping through it. Or maybe you just listen to it in one sitting and you're at the gym right now still working out (laughs) and it's been two and a half hours. Go home. That's too long. Anyways, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, I should say. I have another one ready to go. Here's the little uh, Easter egg for anyone who listened this far. It's with Big Daws TV. He's a huge YouTuber. Uh, If you guys don't know him, look him up. Another super dope podcast. And like I said on my channel, I don't know if I said it here, I'm getting better at scheduling out these podcasts, which reminds me, I need to do that now again, after I stop recording this, I need to schedule the next one. Uh, Just to make sure, because there's so many people I'm in contact with or people that wanna be on the podcast or people that I'm reaching out to, and we're like, hey, yeah, let's do it, blah, 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 but we never like say, all right, at this time, this day, whatever. Um, So I'm I'm getting better at doing that and making like times where I wanna record podcasts. And that's it. So um, thanks for listening again. And until the next one, see you guys later. Peace out.